0: Welcome back everyone to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast with your ever faithful hosts, Joel McDonald. That is me. And as always, my very,
1: very good friend, Kyra Morrison. How are you doing, good set? I'm doing pretty good. Excellent. I'm I'm gonna be playing Stardew Valley very soon for the very first time oh, ever, and I'm very excited. I am so excited for you to play this game. I'm so excited. It's it's been so hard waiting. Like, ever since it came out on PC and everyone was raving about it, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check it out on console. And then they announced the Switch version, and I was just like, oh, I guess I'll just wait for the Switch version. Yep. I didn't think that would be so far away, yep. but at least now it is It is here, and I have it on my Switch, and like, tomorrow morning it's the first thing I'm playing. Oh, I also have it on my Switch. I'm very excited. I also have it on my Switch as well, so I, I'm keen to
0: dive back into it as well. I, I'm really excited to play through it again, maybe do some things differently. I probably
1: won't, because I always say that with these types of games, but... I always end up doing the same thing. So with any game, like, any game, I'm like, I'm going to do I'm gonna do this this time, and I always do what I did last time. I just can't help yep, it. pretty much. Um, but the thing I'm most excited for, I know it's not there yet, but, like, when that multiplayer comes, I can't wait to dive into that with Ash. Um, I'm really interested to see how that's going to actually play into the game. Yeah.
0: I'd be interested to see if you could play with two Joy-Cons as well, because that would be interesting. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm planning on potentially getting Ash to switch for Christmas, so it might not be an issue, but if I don't, um, being able to play with, like, two Joy-Cons and jump in would be fucking great, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, I am so excited for you to play this game, Kyron, because it's, it's, it's fucking magical. I <laughs> like it. I'm keen. It's so good. I'm very keen. It's so good. But yeah, uh, it's been a pretty good week. Um, we, I, I went to Legoland last week in Chadston. Nice. I saw the pictures. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Like. You, so For those, if you are not listening in from Australia or from from Melbourne, even um, we have a Legoland uh, in uh it's a big shopping center, like a massive shopping shopping center, uh, which I'd never been to. It was my first
1: time there as well, um, and it's fucking big. Uh, it is huge. It is probably bigger than it needs to oh, be. Yeah. If we're being yeah. honest, yeah. Like
0: I live right, like I live and work. At, I live near and work at High Point, and it's like people say High Point's big, but like I find High Point like a good size um chadston's like high point's big as yeah, well high point is big but like it's it's I, it kind of makes sense to me like i think just because i've been there a lot now but um but chadston's like fucking nuts like we walked around a co- like two corners and i was like i don't know where we parked now and it took me like another 15 <laughs> 20 minutes before i figured out where we were and i was like oh okay that's where we came in all right and we sort of just
1: stumbled across it but um chadston is a is a place that's designed to trap you there to spend more money 100 percent. yeah 100 um
0: i did spend some money i did buy Well, at lego land i bought a, a couple of key rings i bought a uh minifig uh harley quinn for ash and i bought a minifig uh poe dameron for myself because poe dameron is the fucking best um and i bought myself a, a mickey mouse shirt from uniqlo because uh I, I needed something that i could wear to Disneyland when I go there later on the year, so now I'm set, uh, for that, but uh, yeah, Legoland's cool, uh, if you don't know much about the Legoland that's, that's here, it's, uh, you aren't allowed to enter unless you have a child with you, um, which is weird, uh, they do do adults-only nights, which is hilarious, uh, and I kind of want to go back there and see what they do for an adults-only night, whether they just open it for adults or whether they actually do something special, um. But it's kinda cool. Like they've got like a couple of rides, there's like a big playground. Uh there's like a 4D cinema where you can like watch little movies and stuff. And there's a whole bunch of places you can build shit, obviously. Um I'd like, hope so. Yeah, yeah I've spent like half an hour building a little car. Uh and they have like a little have that go for you Okay, so I built a little car and they have like a racetrack that you can race <laughs> them on. And I built this sweet little like race car. It had wings, it was fucking awesome. Took me ages. I found wings on my like, I'm I'm using these and it took me ages to configure it right so it was gonna look cool and uh, look even. Uh, and I finally did it, I'm like, Yeah, all right, let's go race it. I had like road wheels on it, so they weren't like the four by four ones. So I was like, This is gonna give me a lot of more speed. Um, and so there's this little ramp that you put them on and they have it has like a barricade and then you press a button and it counts down, the barricade goes down, and the cars go. Um and so I put my car there. We pressed the button. And went three, two, one. The barricade went down. My car got caught on the barricade, and then didn't move very far. And like, then the barricade went up, and it flipped the car and didn't go anywhere. And I'm like, well, cool. That's uh, So
1: you would say that went well then, I, I guess? I would say the opposite. Um, <laughs> very much so, the I, opposite. And I immediately... All right, Captain Peasantism. Uh, I, I
0: immediately took my car and then walked over to where, like, the big buckets of Lego they had there and just chucked it in there. I'm like,
1: I'm done with you. Um, Imagine that in, in a Toy Story world, Don't, Kyra... Kind of, current throne i tried to separate imagine what you just did to that little logo i tried car. to
0: separate myself no obviously i like to think that maybe like another kid went and found it i was like oh cool the car it's already built and maybe like improved it or maybe just play with it a little bit it's fine.
1: yeah if you're not considering how that car felt when it when it stacked like that and then to get treated like that joel that was very cruel cool. I, I know but that makes me sad now Karen
0: um but there was i I mean just i guess to relate it back to video games a little bit there was like a kind of game-esque ride that we went on uh it was like a like a knight's and like dragons and sort of theme one and you basically sat in a car and like this little like chariot thing and they gave you like a little it was like a lego blunderbuss like the little lego ones that you could get for the minifigs and you had one of those and you basically it, it drove through this like little maze thing like almost like a haunted house track but, like, not scary, uh, and then there would be things that, that would, like, come out, or appear on, like, a screen, or, like, actual things that had, like, laser targets, and you had to, like, shoot them, it was, like, a light gun game, um, and then you got, like, a score at the end, and, and, and all sort of stuff, they took, they took, like, a photo and things, it was pretty cool, like, I, I must admit, it was really, really fun, we ended up spending, like, two and a half hours just in Legoland, it was kind of cool, so, um, I mean, if you have kids, or you have access to children, and you were interested in checking it out. It's definitely worth it.
1: If you have access to children. I didn't know
0: a better way to put that. If, if, if you have a child or like, you know, someone with a child that likes Lego, it's definitely, it's definitely for kids, but like, it's cool to see them go nuts in this really cool place and just have fun in this sort of like indoor playground area. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's been the most, probably the most exciting thing that happened to me all week. Um, that was also the day I picked up my SNES Classic, though, so it was a good day. Good day. The SNES Classic, also something we'll talk about oh, soon, definitely. but it's good. It is very, very cool. Um, we'll chat about that shortly. But uh, in the meantime, should we talk about what we've been playing this week, Kyron?
1: I mean, we should, Joel, because it's it's something we've both been waiting a long time for. Well, actually, you know what? I say a long time, but it hasn't really been that long. It's been long enough, Kyron. It, it it felt long, I guess, because we learned about it and then had nothing for ages. Yep. And then, bam, here it is. They made us
0: wait for it, Karen. They made us wait. Um, so yeah, basically the only thing that I've been playing this week, and I'm pretty sure you said the same thing as well, uh, apart from a little bit of Destiny, but it's still Destiny. It's fun. Um, has been Golf Story by Sidebar Games uh, for the Nintendo Switch. Uh, like you said, uh, we've been waiting for this one for quite a while now. Me, personally, I've been very excited for it because I, I have a weird thing for golf games. I don't know what it is. I, I've always... I always love mini-golf and golf games. I don't know. I just find I can play for hours on end and really enjoy. Um, especially if they've got some sort of progression to them. And this one certainly has progression uh, in, tied to it. In fact, it's got a storyline. It's a, it's a golf RPG, like light RPG elements. Um it's all presented with some pretty sweet pixel art and you wander around, there's like an overworld, there's eight different courses, uh, each with a whole bunch of different challenges and things and ad- adventures and and quests and things to do in them um, there's gear there's levelling, it's it's Karen. I love this game so much I really, really love this game oh boy, I don't know where to start <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, it's, it's basically going to be a full teardown because you've finished it now. Yes,
0: yeah. Uh, and you got you got to the end, pretty much. Um, I'm, and I'm done. I'm done
1: for a while. Yeah. The game made me yeah, mad. Yeah, no, you hit a
0: snag. And I understand. I totally understand. It's it, it The last course gets very, very tough. So, I mean, we can preface this with spoilers, I guess, if you don't want to know anything about it. The storyline's not, like, mind-blowing. It's
1: no um, it's really not. it's
0: serviceable and i think it's it's definitely like an homage to like it, it's very simplified in the way that a lot of those types of games it's trying to pay homage to i guess is uh like have i mean there are exceptions to the rule for things like you know obviously like earthbound or any of those other like pixel rpgs and things like that that are very like very in-depth stories uh and very like detailed stories but um, some of them are just like, yeah, this is the setup. Here it is. Go on an adventure. Go and have fun. Uh, and this is basically it. You you start off as a. Uh, I really like the start of this game. So the tutorial is basically you as a kid with your dad out on the golf course, uh, and he's basically teaching you like, like how to get better at golf. Um, and it's this really sweet sort of like prologue uh, tutorial that introduces you how to play the game, and also sort of sets up the world, I guess. Um, and then after that, you, it cuts to like 20 years later and you wake up out of bed and it's like your, your wife's laying there on, on the phone with your girlfriend and she's not happy with you that you have decided to move back to this, near this golf course area and, and try and make a go of it in the, in the golf world. Uh, and so you go out there much to everyone's like harsh comments about you You try and, uh, Make an, make a name for yourself in the in, in the the pro golf circuit i guess in uh, in the, the I mean, golf story
1: you, you say harsh comments it's it's very fair to say that this is a a ridiculously cynical world oh yeah so cynical
0: um and i like i kind of i kind of liked it like it was it wasn't like every, i i like it, it did it, get, it got a little bit much sometimes but like um i kind of liked it it was fun um, the writing in it's not it, it's good I really enjoy it I think it's I think it's a lot of fun um, this ga- this game just oozes fun and that's what I like about it so much it's like um, the the world is fun to walk around the people to talk to are really fun there's some really funny moments in there um, there's, a lot of people have really mad obsession with sausage rolls um, they love their sausage rolls in this world
1: and their pies and their pies yes there's, there's very a- true is a lady who likes pies? Mm-hmm. Yep. And there's... I mean, there's the other lady you talk to about pies and she doesn't know what the hell you're yeah, talking exactly. about. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, how do you not understand what a pie is?
0: <laughs> it's a
1: pie. And then
0: there's... What's wrong There's with the guy you? that makes pies and microwaves them every morning so they're yep. nice and fresh. Um, yeah, it's it's a really cool world to just wander around
1: in. Um, uh, so I... And you know, you haven't even mentioned the super weird stuff, Joel. Yeah, like... Well, so so it is a game where you your character basically wants to become a pro golfer yep. which is fine you know we we all have our aspirations exactly. along the way you you cross paths with some interesting characters <laughs> at one point you fight a small undead army by just chipping golf balls yep. at them and then you have a you have a battle I, with I, like I, a
0: grand wizard by like having like yeah, a like a, 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 <laughs> a, a chip off against him
1: and I did, the, the reason I especially love the, the first one, like the undead army, is just because of how casual the the greenskeeper from the the well-worn grove is, as if it, as if like it happens all the time. But you, they have to they fight off these skeletons. Like, oh yeah, it's just it's just skeletons, it's, man. It's, don't it's worry, it's a normal occurrence. This happens all the so time. So casual. Yeah. I'm like, really?
0: This is, okay? All right, cool. And I love too that in that you, you're chipping <laughs> off the top of the the, the pie lady's like pie van. Because
1: oh that's right I forgot yeah, about so that. She brings the area
0: is all like covered in mud, like where you're supposed to try and chip in uh, chip from, and obviously mud's not a great place to play golf from. So they not call really. in they call in their reinforcements, which is this pie lady in her pie van, and you stand on top of it and chip golf balls off that, and it's fucking great. Um,
1: yeah, the the world is it's definitely fun, yeah.
0: and that's what I like about it. It doesn't take itself too seriously, and I probably wouldn't have liked it as much if it had. Like, it, the the moments that are like the meaningful moments that it's going for are like just enough where I'm like, huh, okay, that's nice. Like it made me feel good, and it, that's what I liked about it.
1: Um, I I, I want to talk. The one yeah. part that just sort of gets me is, and I, again, it, it, I get what they're going for, but man, everyone is so mean to the protagonist, and also the protagonist is really, dumb. Oh yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, it's. Yeah. <laughs> He's not the, the 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 brightest spark in the the brightest crayon in the in the pack, but it's it's yeah. I don't know. It, again, some points it did get a little bit much, but like I kind of found it a little endearing, like the character, like the 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 protagonist stuff. Um, people being cynical around yeah. you was like, oh boy
1: the only part that I real i like, again for the most part I was fine with it. there's only a couple of instances where I would have liked some sort of recognition and it's when you win a couple of those pro tournaments yep just something like anything yeah
0: i I do <laughs> like though like when when the uh the TV presenters are trying to interview you and they just don't give a fuck <laughs>
1: um. yeah and the guys say the guys I do interview like specifically I'm thinking of when it was uh lucky and that other guy give him like the the typical like football or any sort of australian sports thing i've noticed a lot of whereas like yeah there was a lot of good players out there today and uh and just like completely avoiding the questions i actually really enjoyed yeah it was was really
0: funny. funny um that's a good point though you brought up about very australian um so we don't know much about sidebar games we still don't um there was rumors going around that potentially they were an Australian developer, um, as I think uh, the the video game website Vooks had um, like the exclusive footage just before the game came out. It was like a half hour of gameplay from from Golf Story, um, and yeah, a lot of people were like reposting that and all sort of stuff. Uh, but it was it was from him, so everyone started to think, well, maybe maybe they're an Australian developer. Uh, when you start playing the game, there are a lot of uh, like mannerisms and and Austra- Aussieisms, I guess you could say, that sort of allude to that fact as well. That it, this feels like a very Australian game. Um, like anytime someone says Crikey, crikey yep, or
1: or mate, mate
0: or G'day, someone says G'day at one point. That was the point where I'm like, clearly, yeah. th- nowhere else in the world says G'day. Like that's 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 an Australian thing. Um, so yeah, I was like, all right, cool. Um, but I mean, I guess spoilers for the end. Uh, at the end of the game, uh, during the credits, you're seeing, like, you know, it it goes around the world and shows, like, checks in on all the characters, what they're doing post the storyline. And um, you sort of see them one last time and send them off into the world, I guess. And it's all very lovely and all sort of stuff. And then it cuts back to the world map and then it slowly zooms out. And as it zooms out, you realise that the map is Australia. It's in the shape of Australia. And I went... Oh, that's really cool. I like... Because, like, you can't... You can't really tell from, like, when you're walking around it. It doesn't... You wouldn't think to look for that. It just looks like it's... Oh, it's laid out really interestingly. That's a bizarre way they've laid it out. But then you sort of... It pans out and you go, okay, yep, that's really cool. I I really like that. So... Sidebar Games, if if anyone knows any contacts at Sidebar Games, I want to talk to them and tell them. I want to shake their hand and tell them how much I love them because they made it uh, probably my favourite indie game of the year, to be honest. Um, I, I know we've still got a couple more to come, but I just, I, me personally, I've had such a ball with this game. Pun intended. Pun intended. God damn it, <laughs> God damn it. Um... Uh, I'd like to talk briefly about the golf mechanics in it, uh, as the as the the resident golf game aficionado, I guess. Um, I like so I usually like the, the sillier kind of golf games. I guess everybody's golf's pretty deep, um, but it's definitely like very colourful and bright and super anime. So, in terms of like the the golf mechanics of Golf Story, it's pretty basic setup. Like it's a three button press to swing like you'd see in most golf games or any golf mini games as well. So it's like you press it once to activate your power meter, you press it again to sort of set the power, and then you press it again to set, like, your accuracy, I guess. Like, whether you're going to slice it or hit it dead on or anything like that. Um, You can use the stick to, uh, like, adjust the... Uh, Where you're going to hit the ball, so you can hit it from underneath, so you get a lot more height on it, but it also will get carried by the wind. Uh, Also, if you hit it at the bottom as well, it can apply some sort of backspin to it sometimes, so it'll generally stop dead, rather than if you push it all the way forward and hit it to the top of the ball, it would carry a lot lower, but it would also roll a lot quicker when it hit the ground. So, Uh, And you can put spin on it and things as well, Um, like left and right spin. Uh, So all that sort of stuff is quite good like it's very well done um, better than kind of what I expected it to be I thought it just to be a little bit like it, I expected it to be good but I didn't expect it to be as in-depth as it was uh, especially when you start throwing in like all the different types of gear that you can get as well like different types of clubs and power shots and things like that as well um,
1: yeah I, I don't think of all the hazards you've got to you've got to wrestle with as exactly. well
0: exactly um, like uh, wind especially wind and, uh, and water uh, I did like that cuz again I'm used to playing everybody's golf so you usually get penalized for hitting bunkers or the rough or anywhere that isn't the fairway or the green basically um so with with this one like it, it's still you can you can salvage a uh, a a hole from from the bunker or the rough in fact there's an entire course that's dedicated to basically teaching you how to do that um
1: it's only really the water that'll screw you over, exactly. as I know from spending a good evening trying to beat the last course. Yeah, um, yeah. With
0: water and wind on that last course, are a very, very big, uh, very big deterrent. A nightmare. Yeah,
1: it's it's tough. As well as a, that, combined with as you were talking about the controls, it does give you a fairly robust amount of options as to how you approach your mm-hmm. shots. But sometimes pinpointing like an accurate. Like hit on the ball itself can be really fidgety because it's the controls are sensitive. Like the joystick, when you aim where you're hitting on the ball, can be really twitchy. Oh, sure. And I don't, I'm not crazy about it. It's it's hard to sometimes really get it where you want to go. But like honestly, I, as much like yourself, I'm surprised how how deep the mechanics yeah, are.
0: Yeah, it's it's quite impressive. Um, it's a it's a solid little golf game if you're just looking for a fun golf game. There is multiplayer to it as well. I haven't tried that out yet, um, you can, where you can just play courses, I guess, with friends. Um, I don't know. I'm assuming that you could just use two Joy-Cons to play it on the one Switch.
1: I assume... I, I honestly just think you take it in turns. Oh, yeah, you could just take it in turns as well, I guess. Yeah. It'd
0: be cool, though, if you could have it like two Joy-Cons. I don't know. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of that, that setup. But, um, yeah, like, it's... I, I, I think it's a fucking solid game and for the price it's like $16.50 it's so so worth that I've spent hours this week playing it since we finished recording last week and I went to bed got up the next day and went to work came home uh, and if you are regular listeners and realize when we you when I normally upload the podcast it's usually around like sometime Friday night uh, you might have noticed it didn't go up until very late or very early Saturday morning um and because basically i was playing gold story and it was really really fun uh but yeah like what else is there in this game lots of like different
1: the music yep. i would argue is about 50 yeah. 50 as far as like good music and music I'm like uh it's kind of kind of getting on my nerves. Uh, yeah i agree
0: um there are some that's like oh, yeah, there are some really cool tracks as well like there there's
1: yes definitely one
0: that was for a tournament that was really good it was like kind of like rocky and had like a really good like driving beat to it and i was like this is really cool i like this i think
1: that was was that like the first one you did on on well it might be the
0: first one on well yeah the first like the first like not pro tournament but like the one that's the first major tournament that you enter yeah
1: you get like a uh, you get a trophy yeah exactly
0: yeah um yeah yeah i think you're right that was that one it was really good uh there's lots of different activities as well. Like, um, there are like obviously normal challenges, like golfing challenges, that'll get you to do some strange things, like complete an entire bunch of holes with just using a putter. Um, fucking hated those. Because
1: <laughs> I hate using the putter. Oh, you, okay, doll. You know mm. what? You know what I did hate about some of these challenges? And there's only a couple that do it, there's not heaps of them. But they're the ones. Where you team up with someone.
0: Oh, and they have to, they take the first shot, like the match play ones. And
1: they, yeah, they tee off for you. Oh, Jesus One Christ. in particular.
0: There's The first one you do of that, the first couple I think that you do of that aren't too bad. But there's one in particular at Tidy Park, the very traditional golf course. That guy sucks. Fucking, because that, that course is all about teaching about playing from the rough and playing from bunkers and stuff like that. But they're very obvious about it. And it's like, oh, God. Um,
1: yeah, no, you're right. That one was tough. That, guy, that guy's like, I'll, I'll tear you off for you. I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, oh, no, I am oh. I may as well be playing a shot behind this entire challenge. Yeah. You just got to get good at the golf. Get good at the golf. Um,
0: yeah, no, that I agree though. That was, they, they were like, oh, all right, all right. I get it. You're bad. You're all very like traditional golfers and you're all stuck in your ways. And that's why you're really bad at it. Um, let me use my fancy clubs. Oh, your gear yeah, sucks. Yeah, let me use my fancy clubs. <laughs> I'm not have to use these fucking shitty clubs that you made me go and collect. Um, but yeah, so there's like different little challenges like that. Um, some of them are really funny. Like the, uh, what was the one? There's one at the start. It's not really a challenge that you have to do, but uh, at Well Worn Grove, there's the kid that's uh, out in the middle of the water, like floating around, and he's...
1: Oh, he got to hit with. The yeah, ball? so his
0: mum's like really worried about him because like he's out there floating around, and he won't come back in, and he can't hear it. She's like, I'm worried about him because there's like there's crocodiles in the water, and I'm I'm worried he's going to get eaten by one. And so it doesn't give you any prompts, but you're like, because basically you can drop a ball anywhere and tee off, um, which is another really cool feature as well. You can just like you'll see something, and you're like, I wonder if that's something that I need to do, and you'll just drop a ball like, chip over to it, and, like, it might activate, like, it might give you, like, a little boost of XP, or it might give you, um, it might activate a quest, or something like that, but, yeah, this one, it doesn't tell you anything, you just talk to this lady, and she's like, my son's out there, I'm really worried about him, because there's crocodiles out there, so you go, alright, you drop a ball, you chip it out, and you hit him in the head, and he, like, floats back to, to the land, because he has one of those little propeller caps, so he, like, flies up in the air and floats back, and and you sort of rescue him from from being out there, and he admits that he couldn't hear his mum. Rescue
1: him, yeah, by hitting him in the, in the head with a golf ball. It's, it's great. And So, and I'll, yeah. I do like that. She also was just like, "Why, why did you do that?" <laughs> You're like, "Well, look, I I solved your and problem," and she's like, "Well, I guess yeah, and, and, yeah, I get yeah, I guess you did." But wow, there wasn't any other way you could get around that. You're like, "No, nah, not at all." Nope. I only solve my problems yep. with golf. I'm Everybody sorry. solves
0: their problems with golf or some sort of form of golf in this world. Um I also did I did a there's a like a an R C car that you can drive around in a in a track, um, and sort of do a little race and you get like XP for that. Uh there's drone flights, there's mini golf, there's what else is there?
1: There's uh there's NES golf. Oh yes,
0: golf. Golf, yep. oh, golf. There's three versions of golf as well. Yes, there Ooh, is. I,
1: I did one of them, and it was kind of like I'm good. Yeah, I
0: played a little <laughs> bit of the second one, and I want to go back and see the third one because I, I have heard that the third one involves robots. So, um,
1: it it's in the future.
0: Oh, it's future, future golf. That's cool. I love it. And I love that lady that that girl who's like completely obsessed with golf. Um,
1: but her lack like of respect for how she treats when you give her golf seasons. Oh. And she, like, throws the box out. I was just like, oh, it hurts. I don't need this garbage. like,
0: oh. Oh, jeez. Yeah, no, it does hurt. Yeah, I didn't enjoy that part. Um,
1: It hurt, hurt, yeah. It was (laughs) painful.
0: (laughs) Uh, But there's so many little secrets and little things to find and and, and people to interact with. Um, Yeah, you you mentioned before about the the haunted golf course as well.
1: You've forgotten the most important side activity. Oh, yes.
0: Disc golf. Disc golf.
1: I really like disc golf actually. I kinda wish there was a little bit more of it. Um I I wasn't crazy about like disc golf is frisbee, for yeah, those who are yeah. wondering. Hey, but whenever the, the topic of frisbee comes up, don't they they go, No, it's it's disc golf. Like golfers don't own the word exactly, golf. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. They
0: refer to like normal golf as ball golf. Um because yeah. was it was it ball golf or stick, stick golf? Stick golf. I think they refer to it both as both, yeah okay it's, right. yeah they're very derogatory towards like traditional golf yeah um it's pretty funny too and they're all dressed in like 80s like jumpsuits like neon jumpsuits basically and they got like trendy looking like weird anime hair and it's it's very funny um yeah so uh, disc golf is kind of fun as well like you basically throw you throw your disc out and you can like control it around i'm disappointed i didn't get to play lawn bowls yeah, when I bought the lawn bowls,
1: I got really excited. Right.
0: I was like, this is cool. And then you do that one little thing, but you're still playing golf, essentially. It's- golf. I was like, which... Which,
1: I mean, I guess, again, golf yeah, story. Yeah, I'm but- totally
0: okay with because the golf stuff was really fun. I really liked it, but I was like, oh, I really wanted to just play... Well, I wanted to be able to play lawn bowls at my leisure. Um,
1: uh, just, it's okay, Joel. It was, it was probably like the setup for the lawn bowl story.
0: Oh, well, hey, they, they, they do mention towards the end, I know you haven't finished it yet, but in the post... Um, the final tournament interviews they do mention about like the cricket season starting so
1: oh really i know at one point they make a, a tennis nod yes as well.
0: yeah no at the end of it they're like oh the cricket season started in fact we have to hurry up this interview because the cricket's about to start now so i don't know i'd play a cricket story
1: <laughs> it'd be all right i kind of want tennis i want tennis, tennis story. story i sunk so many hours into tennis on game oh, boy hell yeah like i love a good tennis game like I, I,
0: I love a good golf game and I love a good tennis game. They're the two sports that I played extensively in my life.
1: Golf, soccer as well, I played a bit of. Um, these guys can just feel free to go through all these sort of sports if absolutely. they want. I'm, I'm completely okay with that. Well, that was my that.
0: question. Is there anything in particular that you would really like to see, apart from obviously that you've said tennis as well, is there anything else you would like to see a insert name here story by these guys?
1: Ooh, like tennis is a big one mm-hmm. for me just because of how much time I spent on Game Boy Tennis. Yeah, Tennis and is pretty easy to let's, understand let's, as
0: well. Like as a sport, like
1: let's just be super Australian and say like AFL story. AFL
0: story, <laughs> yeah, I can get behind that.
1: Um, make it about the Richmond Tigers season. Oh
0: yeah, no, congratulations to the Richmond Tigers. Up, happy up for the Tigers. Got to get behind them. I know there's there's two people listening to this podcast that will be very excited by that. Brod and Liam, we, we our thoughts. We we we. we didn't even bother trying to contact them over the weekend. It was just like, they're going to be drunk, like so drunk right now. <laughs> um, yeah, happy for Richmond. Oh, them, for sure. Though. Happy for 100%. Richmond. Hundred percent. Feel good victors. Exactly. Yeah. The Underdogs taking it to sticking it to the man. I love it. Um, you now, for me, I would like to see, like in this style of game, like a, some sort of racing rpg i guess like the whole thing but like make it centered around like i don't know with like a you know a pro golf uh go-karting circuit or like v8 supercars or something like that i'd like to see like a maybe like go-karting i reckon because that's kind of you could get around that but um but yeah having like the, you can like tune your car up and stuff and get different upgrades for it and you can build your garage and stuff um i'd really like to see what these guys could do next if they're going to do another type of game like this I personally would like to see them do something else like this uh, and really expand upon what they've made so far. Um, But yeah, it's just, it's such a special little game and I love it so much. I really do love it.
1: From a studio that just sort of sprung up this year, like I I am very keen to see where they go next because this game has just, it's been everywhere, like all over the internet. It's been
0: honestly amazing. All the podcasts that I've been watching, they've been like, have you heard about this golf story? And I'm like, yes, I have. I have indeed. It's very good and people are loving it. Like it's it's a lot of fun. Like you could do worse it's, with sixteen dollars fifty, honestly.
1: Yeah. Like before I don't know, it might change tomorrow, but like basically all week on the eShop, like Golf Story was number one on the charts. Yeah, oh that's so good. Oh, I'm so happy.
0: I want to know more about sidebar. I'm so intrigued. The mystery
1: continues. Yes, but will sidebar games reveal themselves? <laughs> Will side reveal itself. Will they? Re- will they reveal themselves at PAX Australia? <laughs> Kyren,
0: Kyren, if they're there, like it is my mission to try and talk to them and get get I've, them we'll get see, an I mean, interview with them. I just feel like, can I please talk to you? I love your game. I love you all. Assuming they're Australian. But, yeah, assuming exactly. they're Australian.
1: Look, it's, I,
0: I'd be very surprised if they're not. I, it, yeah,
1: it seems very. If likely. they're not,
0: they they have a very very big fascination with australia so if they're not they get us yeah absolutely it's um yeah so i if you own a switch i almost i almost want to say it's like a a must buy for the switch really um i can't think of many people who probably wouldn't really like this game even if you don't like golf games you think the thought of golf is incredibly boring it's presented in a way that's really accessible and really fun and you're always doing something interesting and it's Changes it up enough each time that um it makes it feel different every time. Uh so I it's I love it so much, karen I'm so happy. I would
1: say yeah, like if if you're in a golf, definitely golf story should be something you look at. If you're not, it's it's a bit harder to recommend just because like as fun as the golf is, like if you're not going there for the enjoyment of golf, it's it's tougher to That's get into. True, yeah. But like Keep it open mind and go into it. It's it's yeah. fun. It's like I mean, like the artwork is like the pixel art is really good. The
0: animation's really fun. Oh, um.
1: oh, we we nearly forgot to mention one of the things that actually probably the thing that surprised me most about mm-hmm. it. Uh, this game probably has the best use of HD Rumble. Like, yes, 100%. straight up, hundred like percent. So many little things like having a ball thrown at you or like the text boxes will sometimes like hang askew. Yep. And the way that the rumble sort of matches that is perfect, yeah. and I, I don't know, like the HD rumble in this game is really good, and it's just an indie golf game. Oh, I love for it. sure,
0: it's the best like use of HD rumble that I've experienced on my Switch. Like it's, it's really it's cool. So good. Yeah, no, I'm glad you brought that up. That's I did think that quite a few times. I'm like, oh my god, this feels. Crazy, Like, it's actually feeling like when, like, you can feel like when the ball goes into the cup and it'll rumble in a certain way that it's like, oh, yeah, this is feels good. Like,
1: it feels good, man. And sometimes, and just the way that they use the HD rumble, sometimes it's, I swear, it makes a particular sound that they that they use on purpose. But it's just, it's really good. I didn't expect that coming into this yeah, game. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, they did, they did list it as one of its features. It was like, that's true. They, they did. did. They said actually. it was like, like, like i can't remember how they worded it but it was like you know unique use of hd rumble or something like that and it was like oh yeah okay sure like, we haven't seen that before no. but yeah no legitimately they were right, yeah, though. legitimately it's good they've squeezed so much out of it's, it's almost a really good showcase game for the switch because it looks great on the tv as well i played it mostly in handheld mode just because
1: it looks gorgeous mm-hmm. on handheld mode and i I am not crazy about the the text boxes on the TV no. screen, but on the handheld mode, oh, it's so yeah. good. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Uh, and the font
0: they use for the text, I took me a while to adjust to. I didn't like it at first, but by the end yeah. of it, I was like, I'm okay. Same
1: thing, same here.
0: Um, but yeah, I, I, you said, like when you said about the, the text boxes, like falling askew when people are upset about things. or Just the way the text boxes yeah. were animated, like we, like when you're getting cut off by people as well, or did go really...
1: Or like Quiet. You
0: really when it. your
1: when your character says something and then goes, wait, no, I shouldn't say that, like it writes out the message and then it erases it and starts yeah. again.
0: It's so cool. I liked that. I as l- well. I, my favourite part in terms of like dialogue was uh when you're about to do the driving contest against the Max Yards, the uh the Oh, that guy's a, he's a banker. Um But yeah, when you're about to like face off against him and he's talking about Uh, they're talking about his gear how it helps him with his pivot and you sort of your character has like a minor like meltdown about what if he forgets how to pivot
1: and it comes back later as well and it's so good like
0: it's it's just a the more I talk about it Kyra the more I love it it's just I'm so happy with it see I'm
1: I'm feeling better about it again. Now. Yeah. Like this is why I was just like I wanted to drop it, and I might go back to it later because I was just I was on the edge of turning on this game completely, mm-hmm. pivoting on it, if you yep. will. Ooh. And now I'm just like, no, this game is good, and I I will hopefully go back and finish that godforsaken final course at some point. But yeah, really good oh, for game for sure.
0: I I I know I was saying this this to you before we started recording about. Uh, me playing everybody's golf there are certain points when I I was playing this is the Vita version by the way not the new one I haven't got that yet although I really want it um but I played a lot of the Vita version um and there were some courses and, and holes particularly at some points where I was just like i just i I'd, I'd always be like nope i'm putting this down and i put it down and it might be a couple of hours or it might be a day or two and i'd come back to it and i go all right cool back to it i might not pass it again but like having that time away for it is really important i guess um
1: yeah well nothing else in goal story really stopped no. me. like there was a couple of things i maybe failed once or twice i was like oh that's fine i'll try yep. again but this one, I've been, I I I had a good solid like couple of hours at it, and I was just like, no, 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 I'm getting yep. mad. I'm gonna, I don't want to turn on this game because it's so wonderful. Yep. So that's why I stepped back, and now I've got Stardew Valley to sort of lift my spirits back oh. up again, as far as switch indies go. Peaks. And then hopefully, I'll come back to Golf Story like maybe in a, in a month yeah, or so. I I, I recommend when it. Like everything else goes. I away. mean,
0: <laughs> I mean, just it's nothing like nothing major happens, but it's good to get that closure on the. On that, I do like the the one last thing as well that when, when you do finish the game it once the credits are ended, you go back to the overworld and you can wander around and do things maybe you'd missed or like go back and play all of the courses again and all that sort of stuff um but you have like a quest log uh in your notes section uh, of the menu, and it basically your only objective then is it, it's a, it if you go to the note section, it just says, "Your main objective now is to enjoy life, and I was like, "Oh." Oh, I love it. I love you so much. This is so... Jolly vibes all around with this game. So, go and buy Golf Story, please. You'll love it. I promise.
1: If you like golf games, like golf games especially.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, if you're morbidly curious in golf games, give it a go. Ah, oh, good times all around with Golf Story. I love it so much, but it's time for us to move on. It's time for us to dive into some news topics for the week. It's been a bit of a quiet one this week, Karen.
1: Yeah, like I guess we're coming up to the to the games period, so maybe they're like let's talk less and let the games just shine, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. I respect that because there's so much coming out. Absolutely. Which I, I guess it kind of leads into our
0: first news topic uh, about the. Uh, there's an article on GamesIndustry.biz uh, about. Uh, the it, It's titled the Nintendo Switch Indie Gold Rush. Um, basically, it, it started off, a, a lot of people were talking about this last week, that uh, last week's eShop update brought 18 new games to the Switch, um, which is fucking crazy. <laughs>
1: It's it's insane. That's like there are so many games and even this week, like, we got a whole bunch of games. Oh yeah. More just went up with we Sardo Valley and Yep,
0: yeah. No it's it's nuts. Like the, the 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 eShop is just booming at the moment full of indies. Um and there's a big article about it. It's actually really interesting. I need to like read uh the thing from start to finish instead of uh, just skimming over it before I did start a recording. But it's um yeah, all about uh they are referring to the Switch Gold Rush, Indie Gold Rush basically. Um
1: as well as the Indie India Apocalypse as well.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it's mm, crazy. Um but yeah, so there's a, a a lot of people uh chiming in on this uh in this article. Um like people like uh the guys from Shovel Knight, uh David D'Angelo from from Yacht Club basically saying about uh re- reiterating the, the that news topic that came out about um Shovel Knight selling uh, more units out of the gate on that system than any other system uh, that they released it for. And this is a...
1: How crazy is it, that? It's a
0: three-year-old game. Like This game's been out forever, and and people are still going nuts. At launch, that was almost like a, a must-buy title. I still haven't bought it. I really need to.
1: You should buy I, it, I keep though. forgetting.
0: I'm like, oh, fuck, Shovel Knight Have exists. You... So I need to play it
1: does that mean you haven't played Spectre Nine no, yet no and
0: I've I didn't properly play Plague Knight uh, either so I I yeah I I need to get it that's maybe after Japan you really do maybe after the Japan I'll come back and buy that I think that's definitely I keep fucking forgetting um because yeah I I got I got poor form I know I like I mean I I fucking love that game like, Shovel Knight's so good like OG Shovel Knight is such a good game um and it is a perfect fit for the for the Switch as well like 100% perfect fit um but yeah so it's uh interesting stuff like i remember that all the podcasts i was listening to last week were all talking about this whole like the fact that 18 new games well not new games 18 games were coming to the nintendo switch that week um because there are other things like lovers in this dangerous space time that uh popped up as well which again i think is a perfect fit for the Switch. Um, like uh, having uh, it's a, like the the co op space exploration game, uh, being able to just sort of play that on the one Switch with two Joy Cons, I think is a fucking brilliant move. Um, I haven't played it yet. We also got but
1: Ax- Axiom Verge. Axiom Verge. Oh boy, riding that uh, Metrovania high. Later today, it looks like Oxenfree will hit. Oh my god, the Kyron Ezra games it that just, I just fucking adore. It ju- it just keeps coming mm. like. So the main reason I actually put this in here is I wanted to, to to talk about obviously that's interesting and it's interesting to discuss like does that do you reckon that has repercussions and also the e shop itself isn't holding up well for this many games like being added each week like to see like, I honestly forget some games that I haven't even picked up yet well, yeah. that were available
0: at launch. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I've just said to you then about Shovel Knight, like a very prominent game that I have played, like the the base stuff, and I wanted to play the, the other things that they added to it. I haven't bought it, like, again, I bought it for the 3DS, but like, I haven't played and bought it for the Switch yet. Like, and I keep forgetting it's there. Like, it's one of those games that it came out at launch. And I'm like, yes, I'm going to buy that 100%. Definitely behind that. Um, and I just keep forgetting about, but yeah, I think it's a good point. Like
1: uh,
0: each of the marketplaces that especially steam and like the PlayStation network, are like rife with like just garbage steam, especially, but like is PS4 garbage. has got some poor oh, oh boy, um, some real stinkers that come out, and those are the games that you see, I guess that when you i mean if if you're not a person like like me or I'm assuming yourself as well that like checks that store constantly uh each week yeah, it's like
1: I frequently check it,
0: yeah, it's like oh cool, it's you know it's Tuesday night, it means the PlayStation network's been updated, I'll go and check and see what's out, like just out of curiosity um yeah things i i think I think things can get lost without that uh. Uh, that that spotlight on them, and and like you said, the the way that the e shops laid out, it's pretty bare. Like it's functional and it works, but it's bare bones. Like it's
1: that, see, that's the thing. I do wonder if it does work because okay. you've got releases where it like lists the the most recent. I don't know if it's like fifteen or so releases. Mm-hmm. You've got your charts where it tells you like the top twenty sellers. You've got search, and then like I think like your your profile or wish list and wish stuff. List, yeah. It, There needs to be some sort of way to to check by category, or like there needs to be like a sale sub menu or something. Because like eighteen games get added to the switch like in a single week, and that pushes a whole bunch of games just out of the easy rotation that you have to actually go digging for.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And and the sale thing is a big one because there's been so many times where games have gone on sale, and I haven't known until I've seen an article pop up going. Oh hey, this has been on sale for. It's on sale till like tomorrow, and I'm like, well, shit. I would have loved to have known about that last payday because I probably would have bought that. Yeah. Like I think a couple of weeks ago, I when I let you know that Thumper was on sale, uh, on on there, and you were like, fuck, I didn't even know. And it was I think like two days left on the sale. Um,
1: yeah, and like I get that sometimes it'll pop up on the on the Switch's news channel, but I don't honestly pay that much attention to it. No, no. Um, yeah, I don't know, like. That was the main reason I put it in here because I've been having, I've been getting more frustrated with that eShop store has how it is actually laid out as it gets more games because it's awesome to have so many games to choose from on Switch, but I feel bad for the ones that are that came out ages ago and you've got to dig for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, that's a really good point. I, I think
0: yeah. Now now talking about it with you, I'm starting to realize like, wait a minute, this is this needs a bit of a a, like retooling. Um, I mean, the PlayStation Network is pretty garbage in terms of its infrastructure but the way that it's the store
1: exactly you can you can filter pretty accurately to what you want between genres and prices and release you know like you get heaps of options and all
0: the different categories as well so like when you build it up there's like you know deal of the week uh, PlayStation Plus games also within like three clicks or three button presses you can basically get to a category that you're looking for which is pretty good yeah Um, yeah, so I think the Switch definitely needs something like that. You you would hope that maybe maybe when they've figured out their fucking online stuff for next year that it might they might update <laughs> it. Um
1: Fingers crossed. Well I, I wouldn't like, be surprised
0: if, if there's gonna be an update to the eShop like layout sometime soon. Because um, I think you're right. It's it, there are all these games that are so good, like that aren't getting talked about, but are, like, not as much anyway, but aren't, you know, getting that coverage that they probably deserve and getting pushed down each week.
1: Yeah, like, it's it's rough. They've got to work on their curation because they've got a lot of content now, which is, as I said earlier, it's incredible. Mm-hmm. I love opening up the eShop and going, oh, what came out today? Stardew Valley, Axiom Verge, Oxen Free yeah, and last and week... All this other last stuff. Last week it
0: was SteamWorld Dig 2 and Golf Story, and it's like... Lovers in the Dangerous Space Times this week as well like, FIFA and all this other yeah. stuff It was crazy Yeah, um, It's 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 Yeah like you said it's great I'm so excited by that um, Especially because I fucking adore indie games So like it's So good to see Nintendo really Going in hard On these indie games and, and giving them a platform But the platform that they're giving is Maybe a little cluttered And a little too overcrowded at the moment Um which is not a bad thing in terms of like it being overcrowded like that's fine it's just you need to showcase them in a better way
1: yeah but yeah it's just yeah it's and not so, yeah it's so cool to see so many indies flourishing on switch for mm-hmm.
0: yeah like that their yeah. shovel knight news is nuts like ugh.
1: yeah it almost feels like in a way the switch is filling and uh, like Filling and outperforming tenfold the role that the Vita used to serve. Yes, very much so. Like, the Vita was, you know, towards the end of its lifespan, at least, a portable indie machine. Because so many of the PS4 indie games you got were cross-buy, so you'd get a PS4 version, and they'd chuck you the Vita version for free. Of course, the catch being you had to have, like, a $300 Vita. And it honestly, it was sort of worth it, I guess, if you liked Persona Four. <laughs> well, yep, yep. It's hey, it's still one of the, the top-rated games on the PSN. Like it, is, four, it is, it is. Right for like, so. that's sort of what the Vita had going for it, and I kind of like the Switch is like occupying that that turf now.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you're one of these people. I, I'm one of these people as well for another game, but for Study Valley and things, but how many people do you talk to that own a Switch that they see this really cool indie game come out and they go, oh, it's coming to the Switch? I'm just going to wait. It's like, yeah, but it's going to be yeah, like... I waited. It's going to be like six months later. It's like, yeah, I'll wait. It's fine.
1: I got... Look, in 2017, like, I can wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like, for me, it's Owlboy. Like, I really want to play Owlboy, but I know it's coming to the yeah, Switch. And I'm like, Oh. I'll just wait. So that's the thing, Joel... This news doesn't even account for the stuff that's coming, like our boy, like Hollow Knight mm-hmm. oh, and Hollow Knight, the new man. Shovel Knight DLC in the future. We've got ukulele in the pipeline. Yeah, hey, I'm still waiting like, on my
0: copy of that. That's you know
1: exactly like it's it's oh, nuts, man. Yeah.
0: It's it's really really cool. So I, it, the amount of people that are just like I'm just gonna wait for the Switch because it is more appealing to have those indie games that like that are super in depth and have a lot of uh, layers to them and a lot of lot of game in them. But the the ability to have that on the go is way more appealing than, than say, I'm going to have to sit down at my PC and play this. I'm going to sit down at my TV and play this. Being able to have the option yeah, to yeah. do both is, like, it, it's it's paying off the fact that Nintendo took, a, I guess, a gamble on this situation. Uh, and they've pulled it off. And now it's actually, they're sort of reaping the rewards for it a little bit. Um,
1: yeah. It's again. It all comes down to the very basic principle of the switch delivering. Absolutely, like, yeah. But that, that very first video they showed, like it's coming up to probably about a year ago yeah, now, actually, yeah. or has been a year. Like, it's it just is that it is that console they showed, and I. I'm still shocked. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I love Nintendo, but I was, I was like there's no way you'll deliver that, but they did. So good on them.
0: And it was it was it was touch and go because we we've just come out of we just come out of the uh the Wii U era that Exactly. Like, That's
1: why oof, I was so doubtful. Oof. The Wii U was like, "Hey, I'm a tablet gaming platform. I'm a Yeah, but you're not. I'm a very comfortable to hold. No, I'm a, you look cheap. I'm <laughs> a
0: thing that exists."
1: Um Oh boy. Um then to get the Switch, which is sleek and nice and comfortable to hold yep. and is still portable, but also has the ability to just like slide into that dock and play it on your TV. I, I just feel like sometimes I'll like not daily, but like every couple of weeks I look at my Switch and just be I just think that wow, you, you delivered, yep. you did it. Absolutely. I, I've, I've had multiple conversations with people at work and things
0: like that about it that sort of play video games either casually or are into certain things, and I'm like, man, like Switch is it it's such, if you like playing video games, it's just, you've got so much variety on there to play, you've, it it does exactly what it says on the box, it's, like, you know, battery life aside, but even then, I haven't had issues where I'm like, oh, shit, well, the battery life's terrible, like, uh, and playing in handheld mode, really, like, I've been playing Golf Story all week, and either I'll just have it plugged in while I'm sitting next to me, or, um, it'll get to, like, 20% after playing for, like, four hours, and I'm like, all right, cool, I'll just plug it in. It's cool, USB C. Yeah,
1: I mean, battery hasn't been a huge issue for me just because when I play off TV, it's maybe only for like an hour to maybe two hour of bursts. But, but yeah, it just it just works for yeah. it. Yeah,
0: I, I mean, I I feel like I feel like I'm not charging it more than I charged my Vita when I was playing that. Like to be honest, um, I guess I'm not playing a whole lot of like graphically intensive stuff. I didn't really play Zelda off TV all that much.
1: See, that's another thing actually. I I'm the same and I think maybe it's just because I'm not sure if it's because I just enjoyed playing Zelda as a big screen experience whereas for these indie games I feel much more comfortable just popping it out and playing it on the go. I don't know if that's also a factor. Yeah. But, I uh, I feel
0: like something like Zelda it sort of demanded you to give it it's give it its uh full attention, uh, your full attention basically. It deserved your full oh, attention. 100%, I agree. Um but yeah, so there is another factor, I guess, about the the indie games, uh, or the amount of indie games that have re- released over the last couple of weeks on the Switches uh, in this article as well. Um, they were saying that the Switch numbers have been increasing, uh, but uh, it seems that some indies were eager to dodge the competitive Q4 release window, according to this article, um, which makes sense. I mean, there's going to be a lot of people that want to push out. If they're going to put their game on the Switch, you want it out now. Otherwise it's gonna get even more lost when Mario Odyssey comes out.
1: You wanna beat Mario Odyssey mm-hmm. and but after that, like you probably got a pretty good window in like January, February before Nintendo probably has a big March game of some exactly. sort. Exactly. So But yeah, you gotta it's it's clever to dodge those big Nintendo releases. And like it sucks but it's just it's just how it is. Like on a Nintendo platform. If you come out near a big flagship Nintendo game, unfortunately, you're probably going to be overshadowed.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why we probably didn't see a whole lot at launch for the Switch either, as well. Like, that's why it was always like, it was like two or three weeks later when things that that people were going, all right, here's the games that are going to be coming over the next few weeks. And it's like, oh, there's actually a lot. And they're like, yeah. And then you sort of think about it and go, that makes sense. I I wouldn't want to go head to head against Zelda either. No. All right. I was playing Zelda for a solid month. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, you know, it's... Yeah. Um, So I think, yeah, I think you're right. That that January period is probably when we'll see our next influx of games. Do you think it's going to keep coming in, like, giant bursts like this? Like...
1: I don't know. See, I think at the moment, the reason we're getting these bursts is because a lot of them are games that were finished and must have been, I guess, not too hard to port over to the Switch. And it, again, just makes sense to get them on there sooner rather than later. Like As we get to the newer stuff, it might become a bit more sparse, but even the PSN and Xbox and Steam and all that, they get a healthy amount of games every week or so. So I wouldn't be surprised if it stays Kind of high, but maybe not as crazy as it currently is. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, I think I, I think from here on out, I think you what you were saying about um there were games that were easier or they were already finished or were easy to port. I think we're gonna start seeing a lot more n- new indie games. And I think a lot of it sounds like a lot of devs are pretty keen, like indie devs are keen to either focus on the Switch or like include it with their with their release schedule basically like it's i think that yeah, I mean, people are, are more excited and more open to, to putting on the switch because there are a lot of units out there already um and these other indie game success stories that are on there are, are, are starting to flow out so
1: the two things that, I, that come to mind are we've got golf story mm-hmm. which is currently only available on switch mm-hmm. And when it comes out on Switch, there'll be Hollow Knight, which is on PC right now. Yeah. But as far as I'm aware, like it's the Switch is like the console that's coming out on initially.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it's yeah, it's. I think the console. Have they announced it for anything I else? That, I
1: think, no, I don't think yeah. so. I think it's only currently like it'll it'll probably come yeah. to the other stuff, no doubt. But like currently, it's planned for Switch.
0: It's. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of these. Uh, indie games uh indie devs are realizing that their games are probably perfect for this system um just in terms of like portability and the screen looks really nice and different control schemes and lots sort of stuff um and people's reception to all those things as well i think that might be a factor in why people are going well obviously this is a more appealing and because nintendo are being so encompassing with the indie dev community so
1: yeah, like I said, like it's good they they seem to be really welcoming welcoming them in. They seem to work on that store so that it feels less like the old ones get buried by the new ones and just fall into the forgotten lands. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Again, I'm sure the the store will get updated, especially as you said when they get their online stuff together. Fingers crossed. Maybe that's when it will happen. Who knows? Like, who knows what the Switch will look like when. Online comes out, and the OS gets a big update, and we have our inevitable achievement system and all that. Who knows what the Switch will look like Yeah, then.
0: and like themes and things like that as well, because you know yeah, they're going to do so that. They, did, they started doing it with the 3DS before the end of its... Not the end of it, oh, but heck like, yeah. Yeah, they started doing themes and things. So being able to customize your Switch as well which would be... I think a lot of these future updates for it, they're still planning on it, which again, comes back to that whole thing of like, was the Switch actually really ready to go? I mean, it works. It does wow. what it does. But in terms of it's like, you know, it's infrastructure and it's, and it's OS, it's very bare it's bones. Bare bones. Yeah.
1: It is, it's bare bones for sure. Again, I'm fine because it delivers on a thing that was important. But yeah, I, I, it's always funny to consider that maybe the Switch wasn't meant to come out in March, but it just had to. Yeah.
0: They wanted to ride that Zelda that Zelda wave and it fucking paid off for them. Like it it did. It could have gone in either that, way, but it did pay off for them.
1: If that's the case, yeah, Nintendo
0: got lucky. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. They they almost had another not quite as big, but they had another Wii situation on their hands where it's like, oh oh, okay. We Oh man, the Wii exploded. Yeah, that's it's nuts. Like the Switch as well, like just and, and and getting it into people's hands as well is another really, really important thing. So they've been doing all those events like uh, at the footy, like during in the finals series. They were having like Nintendo were there. And you could go and play the Switch, you could play arms, you could enter to win one and enter to win tickets to the grand final and all that sort of stuff. They were really like doubling down on that. And as a testament to that, I I don't think I talk about no because it was after we recorded last week. Um so uh, Ash's family was down uh for the weekend, which is why we went to Legoland. Um but on the Friday night, I finished work and we went and had dinner uh, at at Highpoint. And I had my switch in my bag because on my break I was playing Golf Story. Uh, and uh, so I had my switch with me. And uh, Ash, Ash's eldest nephew, he's like, oh, I can't remember off the top of my head, seven or eight maybe. Um, he's like still youngish, but he's starting to like get into video games. Like apparently, he loves Mario at the moment. He doesn't know what it is. Like, he does, he's not really played a Mario game, but he loves loves it. He loves Minecraft, hasn't really played it because they don't really have any gaming systems or anything in their house. Uh, and I was we were sitting there, and we'd finished dinner, and we were all talking and stuff like that, and, and Austin was getting a little bit restless. And I went, hey, do you want to play a game, Austin? Anywhere what? And so I pulled out my Switch, and I had Mario Kart there with me as well. So I popped in Mario Kart, chucked the Joy-Cons off the side, Gave him one. I set it up so it was like, you know, auto driving and, like, steering assist and stuff as well. Because, obviously, he'd never played it before. We went through and we picked characters and he was looking at them all and him trying to figure out how the controller worked. And then we played a race and um, and I let him win because I'm a good person. that's
1: um, the right exactly. thing to do. Exactly.
0: I wanted him to be excited about it. Thank so...
1: They get a they get a couple of freebies. Exactly,
0: yeah. And I wanted to, you know, get excited about it. And he loved it. we finished the race and I was like, Oh, we were getting ready to leave and he goes, Oh, can we play another one? I said, Oh, maybe next time, buddy, we'll we'll play then But he was super keen. Uh and then like Ash's sister and her husband were just like, So what's the go with it? And I started talking to them <laughs> about it and they're like, How much is it? And I'm like, It's like four hundred and sixty bucks or four hundred and seventy bucks and they're like, Oh, okay And I'm like Um and they're like, oh, can you plug it into the TV? And I was like, yep, yep. I told them the whole spiel. And they were like, oh, okay, all right. Um, I, then, I basically then told them to get a 3DS room because I feel like it's a better better option. There's already a massive library of stuff for it. Um, and it's cheap. So you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about like breaking it and things like that. So,
1: Yeah, like the new TDS Excels are pretty cheap. Yep. And they're honestly, I am jealous of how nice they mm-hmm. look. Yeah, no. They look so nice. And I very rarely use the 3D apart from when I played Metroid. Yep. So the new 2DS XL is—it's lazy, I guess, and it's just Nintendo continuing to make money, but also clever. Good on but them it's for that
0: market that I was just saying about. But,
1: but yeah, exactly. Being able
0: to get the Switch into someone's hands, like then, like, like Austin's parents were going, "Oh my god, this is actually kind of cool!" Like, and I had it like set up on the table in the restaurant that we were eating at with the kickstand out, and we were just sitting there playing playing mario kart and it was running beautifully because it does mario kart runs amazing whether it's docked or in handheld mode because it's fucking awesome um and yeah so like getting that into people's hands it's that's to get them excited about it that was another really good thing that they're doing and uh, yeah it was a little testament to that story there so it's gonna be interesting to see what happens with the switch over the next few months i think it's gonna go from strength to strength
1: yeah Big takeaway is happy to see the indies doing well. Yes,
0: very much so. I'm super excited for that. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. Um, Cool. All right, on to our uh, our next story. Um, Well, Actually, before we get into that, I just realized I skipped over something then, Kyron. I was excited to get into the Switch stuff. But just staying on the Nintendo bandwagon, um, we did mention before that we both picked up the SNES Classic, or the SNES Mini, uh, last Saturday when it came out, which uh, the basic rundown is, if you've been living under a rock, because it seems everyone knows about it, Um, it's a miniature version of the SNES, the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Um, It has 21 games on it. It's like a little, tiny little thing. comes with two controllers that are like, oh my god, it felt so good holding that controller again, Kyron. Um... It was like coming oh, home. It was. It, it was like coming it, it home. It cemented it, then I picked it up. I'm like, this is one of my favourite controllers of all time. Like, I love I love the DualShock, and I love thumbsticks, and I love stuff like that. It's great for where we are now. But, man, that Super Nintendo controller, like you said, it feels like it's coming home. Oh, just beautiful. Um, and, yeah, so,
1: I don't know. Do we want to just have a chat about our impressions of it?
0: and What we think about the... Uh, yeah, consistent? well,
1: I mean... Mostly I just wanted to just say, like, I've never been so slapped in the face by an incredible list of games than when I booted up the SNES Mini and was like, what do I play first? What do I play first? Like, where do I I start? Here's the
0: question. What did you play first?
1: uh, I actually started with uh, Donkey Kong. So did I. Donkey Kong Country. Here's the thing. I was scrolling through all the games... And mostly just going, oh, there's so much good music here. Yep. That's what it came down to. It came down to music. Yep, that was. And then I remembered the, how incredible like a lot of the initial tracks in Donkey Kong were. I'm like, I'm playing Donkey Kong. I want to hear that opening song. I want to hear that Overworld song. And I want to hear Jungle Japes. I want to hear all this amazing music. That was
0: exactly my reasoning as well. That was the exact thing as well. I'm like, oh, I just want to hear that. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, oh, Yes so good yes seeing Cranky Kong playing with his little gramophone I was like this
1: is the best this is so good Lukewarm take I get why it's DKC1 but it should be DKC2 oh for sure so, you know I get it I understand but it should be the second one. It's oh, for better. sure
0: I, I agree um, but I mean Donkey Kong Country is still a fantastic
1: game absolutely um, I just I, I miss Dixie Kong man yeah
0: yeah yeah Dixie Kong's pretty awesome her like head spin thing is really amazing Helicopter,
1: exactly, yeah. Um, and you could like pick each other up and throw each other as well and, like, in DKC when you, you finished
0: a level that like, they'd rock out as well. I used to love that, yeah. That the best, <sighs> um, and also, best speaking of intro music, that intro music is amazing as well. For
1: oh, yeah,
0: for Conquest. it's so good. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's an amazing list of games on there. Um, we've talked about it extensively before. Um, who knows we may talk about it again in the future you know maybe we'll see how we go but the hardware itself when was the last time you picked up and held a brand new snes controller
1: a brand new one Mm. well that's i mean obviously a long time my my own personal super nintendo is obviously old because it's a super nintendo uh but i did i hooked it up like uh, six months ago to play super metroid yep. because it, like as much as i love playing super metroid on 3ds and the wii u like it only feels right on a super nintendo controller i'm excited to play I mean, it on a super nintendo controller it's man it's so mm. good it's so good. i'm very excited for that on a proper d-pad on a proper d-pad yep. it's so good yep that's comfortably where it should be yeah
0: um yeah yeah, like I, I just it felt so good holding that controller. I, I was so excited. About it. I was like nerding out about it for like ten minutes when I unplugged it all. I got it all out and and plugged it all in. I did buy I just... the controller extender cable as well, cause, so I can play sitting on my couch because my TV is pretty far away. So, um, but with that, I've got no problems. It's, it's, I'm looking at it right now. It's sitting on my on my TV unit next to all my Amiibo and my Disney Infinity figures. Yeah, it looks great.
1: It's just an adorable little console. I love it. I love it's
0: it. It's so tiny and, and adorable.
1: Even the menu is pretty charming. Yep. Like, if you sort of let it sit... It's got a, a, a pretty catchy tune to play. As, yep. But if you let it sit long enough, like, a little Mario will come along. Have you seen this happen? I have you, a couple let times, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, like, Mario will come along and pick one of the games you've got a save state in. And sort of like... So the Super Nintendo Mini has, like, a replay system yep. where you can replay something that you've... But you've recently played so I think I can't remember the exact window like it's probably something like 30 seconds I think seconds. It's something like that, yeah yeah and you sort, of, you sort of pick up from there and basically Mario will either he'll play like a short auto video for one of the games or if you've got save states he will play like the last 30 seconds of what you did in that game for you if you let it idle and it's just like that's so pointless but really um, cool there are
0: parts too where Luigi comes along and fucks around with the settings Oh really? Yeah, I've seen it. he goes oh, into like Luigi. the settings menu and like changes it from like pixel it doesn't like keep it permanently but it will show you what like pixel perfect looks like or um, like CRT scan lines and and yeah things like that as well.
1: So yeah, Luigi If you ever want to feel bad for Luigi, uh track down the Super Mario RPG instruction manual. I'm pretty sure that's Oh someone. really? Yeah, it's it's just like essentially Luigi's in charge of the manual because Mario's going on another adventure but he doesn't need Luigi for it. Oh I, so, Luigi's the manual I guy. I must look
0: at that, because you can. I think you can access all the the, the manuals. I think there's a website to Yeah, YouTube. you yeah. scan the QR code, and it, it takes I haven't done that yeah. yet, so I might, might see if it's on there and have a look at it.
1: I think I... Yeah, it should be. Um, You're
0: like, oh, Luigi. But oh, Luigi. The other thing I wanted to talk about as well in terms of the hardware itself is the fact that this thing is powered by micro-USB. You don't need, you don't need a big like wall socket AC adapter. It's powered by micro USB, the same thing that charges so my my fucking PlayStation controller. And yeah, it's nuts.
1: Yeah. So when I picked up my NES Mini earlier this year, when I managed to get my hands on right. one by some sort of miracle, yep. I remember seeing the no no AC adapter, and I was like, what? That's that's dumb. Like, do I need to buy one of these? I got it home and I unpacked it and I did some googling and, and people were like no it's just micro USB and I hooked it up into my PS4 and was just like oh that was easy I don't even need an AC adapter nice. my PS4 can now technically run Nintendo games yep,
0: yep. the closest we'll get to that <laughs> yep. yes. uh, mine's plugged into the side of my TV because it's like most TVs nowadays have USB yeah. ports so um, it's crazy chucked it in there and it's all good to go like it it's so good, and I love the fact that that adds to like say I was going over to a friend's house who didn't have it, but was like, oh, you know, I'd been talking about it with them or something like that. I would just unplug it. I don't even have to take the cables. I just take the, oh. the the system and the controllers, and then I'll just be like, you've got a HDMI cable and you've got a micro USB cable, surely somewhere. Let's go, bang, bang, you're in. Yeah. Um, I would like, I would have liked a a way to go back to the home menu without having to reset the console.
1: Yeah, the hitting the reset button is not ideal. I'm surprised they didn't build in some sort of soft reset combination. Um, the, but, it, the, I mean,
0: for nostalgia factor, yeah, but after that, you're like, oh, wait, no, that's right, I hate this. I don't like doing this because yeah. I'm lazy. Um, apparently-
1: Yeah, you know, I, again, I get it's, it's less inconvenient for me because it's not too far away, but I can see it would be very frustrating Oh, you. yeah,
0: oh, yeah. Um, apparently, if you- have a like classic wii controller if you plug that in because it's the same controller port as the the wii yeah. one and the proprietary proprietary uh socket um if you play with that the the classic controller um that has the home button on it you can use the home button
1: oh i have okay. read that apparently the
0: home button works but obviously that the super nintendo controller doesn't have a home button on it it's so odd. Yeah, but, I mean, it, how hard would it have been just... I know I, they're going for, like, authenticity. I get it. But, yeah, it would have been nice. That's one little thing I would have liked on there.
1: Like I said, like it, a soft reset would have been fine yeah. if they just, like, put it in, like, hold down L, R, and, like, all the face buttons or something. I don't yeah. know, something there like
0: that. There is a way you can do that, to Yeah, you can you can soft reset it to back to the start of the game, but you can't, yeah, go to a menu or anything like that, so... Um, but, yeah, that's probably my one complaint about it. Um, but, yeah, I've been tooling around with it all week. It's just nice to go. It's good to go. All right. I'm just going to... I don't feel like playing anything serious. I'm just going to jump in and play something that I know. And just, like, yeah, yeah. Whether it be Donkey Kong Country or Yoshi's Island or something like that. But it's just so amazing. It's so cool to have this miniature version of the best console ever. Um...
1: I, it, it was the golden age. Oh, yeah. it's, it's adorable golden age nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Like you can hold it in the palm of your hand, and it's just adorable. Oh, yeah. I love it. And and yeah, like it's
0: it, it, it's amazing to have this this reminder of this amazing, the, the the best console ever. But then to boot it up and have a selection of the best games of not just that console but of all time on there at your disposal is just so cool. I'm very impressed with it all, and I'm I'm super happy I yeah. bought one.
1: People are starting to get themselves excited for a Nintendo 64 Mini. I'm less convinced, but who knows? Yep, I mean... This, this trend clearly is working for Nintendo. Yeah, so. I mean, it's what
0: $80 US or $120 Australian for the, the SNES Classic, like, and however many that were sold, because they had a lot more stock this time, which was great.
1: It was heaps, mm. and there's more coming mm-hmm. next year. Yeah, well.
0: and the, the NES is coming back as well, so I might actually get one. Um, Yeah. And I mean, even just down to the, the detail and, and down to that the, the box that it comes in is exactly the same. It's like the the, the box is laid out. It's, adorable. it's so good. Cool. looked different to my box because the one that I got was the... Uh, yeah, mine too. The Yoshi's Island one.
1: Oh, okay. I got the uh, the Mario World ah, Steals. nice. Yep.
0: Yeah. No, I had the Yoshi's Island one. A
1: game that is criminally absent, but I guess it's because they want you to get Fat Ness Mini to play Mario 1, 2, and 3. Oh, yeah, for sure. But having
0: Super Mario World there, I'm totally okay with that because, oh, Super Mario World is
1: so good. Oh, I love that game. It is like, it is like on par with Mario Brothers 3. Oh, me. yeah. Like, they are both so yep. good.
0: 100%. Those are like, you know, like the creme de la creme of, of Mario platforming. Um, I'd almost lump Yoshi's Island in there as well, but it's like a different, different kind of beast, I guess.
1: Yeah, like it's sort of as a platformer, but it's got some different mechanics. Mm. And if we're comparing it, like overall, at least I don't have to deal with crying Mario in the yeah. other Whereas in Yoshi's Island, that's a part of the game my ears have to deal oh, with. Yeah. <coughs> Combined with like the beeping beep, beep, beep. sound,
0: oh, it's just a oh boy, oh boy. But yeah, good times all around with the SNES. I'm sorry I skipped over that. That was my bad. Um... But yes, okay. Now on to our last story for this week. Uh, Jeff Kaplan, the creative director. Yes,
1: is that his official title? Oh, I forget which what his role is. He is, he is Jeff yeah, Kaplan. he's Jeff Kaplan, game director, yep. Blizzard vice president. There you go.
0: Um, so I'm assuming, yeah, game director. Yeah, probably game director as well. Of uh, Overwatch um, has come out and started. I uh, had a conversation about. Uh, uh, the difficulty of communicating, or the challenges of communicating with fans, uh, through their various forums and whatnot, um, because obviously you know Overwatch and their team is a is a very community driven game. You can see that like things that people have seen, been saying in the community have have got obviously get back to them. They read all those comments and have taken them, uh, not taken them lightly. And, and and some of the changes of the game have come from those in those comments whether it be big massive overhauls to different characters or games uh, gameplay elements or whether it be to fix the horrible atrocity to the Australian way of life by changing it from <laughs> take out to take away uh, in the Town map um, but yeah so A Kaplan's talked about, uh, a little bit about uh, what it's like to have to I guess the pressure of like listening to those people and sometimes dealing with the shit that they might have to deal with.
1: Yeah, like, he, he sort of touches on... Because a lot of the stuff they post on their forums especially is they attach a name to it. Like, it's that yep. person. And that can be pretty scary. As, we, as people who are on the internet daily... Yep. Uh, the internet can be an awful place. And this is something, again, I included this because of stuff that's happened over the last few weeks there was another game developer that came out talking about how uh, they've got to be more careful with how they engage with fans because of how it can can just go south immediately. There was that thread a few weeks ago on Twitter where basically developers were sharing like little, little tricks in games that sort of like not necessarily mislead gamers but like create a specific experience. Like, I can't remember some of the games but I remember some of the tricks were like at when an at like a boss is on its l- like the lowest HP, you do extra damage to make sure you yeah, kill it. Yeah, or and or like, like uh, like the last ten percent of a player's health bar actually means it's about
0: twenty percent or fifteen fifty percent. Yeah, so you've it, yeah it, you've got It'll, more health than you need. Yeah, it was interesting actually. I really liked reading those. Yeah, it fascinating.
1: It it was really interesting, but there was like a handful of people, of course, because it's the internet. Yep. Who were like, who got sort of unhappy that they're like, oh, these developers have been misleading us, amazing and sort of taking it the wrong way, and like, I just feel like felt like it was interesting to discuss in collection with that because, again, the Overwatch community, there's a lot of really nice people in it. Like, don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, for sure. It's like any community
0: though. There's always the vocal minority that ruins it for everyone else. Basically, it's yeah, that they're the people that they're. The people that news stories and other people will focus on because it's like they're the loudest essentially um
1: yeah and i i also think it's interesting because the toxicity of the overwatch community has been it's been a topic of the last couple oh, of weeks for sure. like i'm, I'm first so not. it was floating around a few news sites a few weeks ago
0: yeah i did say that i was actually going to bring it up on the on the show but yeah it's um it's it's definitely prevalent like i haven't encountered it too badly i mean we've had some troll players when we've been, when we've played like but you know we generally stick as a group of friends so yeah like... exactly like but even like with people we're playing against as well like people that are just being trolls for troll's sake and that's probably a bad i haven't had any messages from people or like saying get good scrub you fucking i why are you
1: picking i know a couple people who have got yeah. Got messages basically going, don't pick this character. Why are you using this character, yeah. essentially? And it's just like, well, you don't get to decide how they play the game, mate. Sorry. Absolutely. Plus, it's quick play, so get over yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> and also, you're playing fucking... You're, you're teamed up and you're playing as Hanzo
0: and Genji, so fuck yourselves. Um, yeah. Like...
1: It's... Yeah,
0: I it's it's hard. Um, but yeah, like, it, it's basically... A Jeff Kaplan's got sort of... Uh, some of the things he said are about, like, the, their team is... Um, Uh, Made up of about 100 people, because someone asked, "Like, do you think the Overwatch team simply does not have enough people? Uh, And he said that the team is made up of about 100 people, but not all of them are able to communicate directly with the fan base. Um, And there's a quote from him from his uh, reply, which basically says, Since the day we have launched, we've only increased our efforts and dedication. Overwatch is a 24-7, 365 days a year affair for us. Overwatch doesn't stop because it's 5 o'clock on a Friday evening. Overwatch doesn't stop because it's our kids' birthday. Um, which I mean, that's kind of a, a, like a hot button topic in the games development community, uh, uh, as it is the fact that you know if you're making a game, it's that's that's all you have time for basically. Um, yeah. And but when you've got something like a living game, like like Overwatch, or um, I can't even imagine, I can't even imagine what the team at Des- like at Bungie are like working on Destiny Two, like that. Oh, makes me makes me all kinds of anxious but um
1: it stresses me out thinking about it that's for mm, sure yeah
0: it's nuts uh and, and it is but i i guess the way that he worded that it was like it almost made it feel slightly endearing oh, don't.
1: yeah like it's very clear the overwatch team cares oh, yeah. they absolutely care he even he even says elsewhere in his quote that they like to think of themselves they want to avoid being thought of as cogs in a large machine right. which again is if if you if they are striving for that that's great because there's no worse feeling than feeling like a cog in a machine like that sort of sucks
0: or do you think that's why that they that when they do address people in forums and things like that they do put their names to it so people start to recognize these yeah, people i mean i
1: wouldn't be surprised i mean like
0: you know we said before like when we were trying to to figure out who what jeff kaplan's main role was when it's like it's jeff kaplan like you know who that is you hear that name if you've played overwatch or seen overwatch you know that name uh, he's like, he's the Overwatch yeah. guy, like, um, I've watched all the developer diaries with him, like, it's, yeah, um, so I think, yeah, that that's a, that's a good point, and especially in a place like the internet where, like, anonymity is rife, like, that's why it's so toxic and why it's so easy for people to get a, a rise out of someone, because, um, because they can hide behind this wall of the internet and say, nah, you don't know who I am, um, yeah, I think that's it's good that they are sort of showing that, Because like, it makes you care as a player. It makes you care for them and
1: Absolutely. And
0: it makes me go, you know what? I will spend thirteen dollars on some loot boxes, like
1: oh, get ready to The a Halloween event is around the corner. Oh, shit. Yes I'm keen. I'm keen to get back into Overwatch. But it's been a while. I've been f I've been thinking
0: about thinking about Overwatch a lot recently. Yeah. Just missing it. There's a couple of comics I've got to catch up on There's, as well. Like, yeah. I haven't even played Junkertown yet. You haven't?
1: That means you probably haven't tried New Mercy or not New Diva. I haven't played New
0: Mercy or New Diva either. I've got a lot of stuff to look forward to. So, yeah. Um, like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. It's so like October 10th is when the, uh, the Halloween event yes. launches. So, I'm sure you'll hear us talk about it get, probably this time next get ready week. For yeah. It. Um, mm, but, yeah, some interesting stuff, some interesting food for thought. Uh, with the yeah with Jeff but, Kaplan.
1: Uh, it, it would be great if people could just be nicer in general online Ooh. but I just Jeff Kaplan and the Overwatch guys just seem like really cool people yep. just trying to do their job it is uh, uh, yeah sorry it's a good it's a good thread it's a good read and like it's, it, it's so cool to see Jeff posting like, the thread is literally titled do you think Overwatch team simply not have enough people that's what it says by yep. the way yep not, not mean that in like in a, yeah, but Jeff actually responds in this. It's a big response, yeah. so he clearly takes it very seriously. And I that's I look I admire yeah. that.
0: Yeah, I mean, but he's done it in the past as well with like the the little mm-hmm. the 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 girl who played with her sister who had autism, and they were talking about yeah like whether or not Symmetra was like autistic or not, and he re- responded. But I, I don't even think that was with on a forum. That was a letter, like a handwritten letter that he wrote to them, um, and posted to them saying that you know that that story is amazing we love love that and like confirmed and said yes she is it's so cool that you know you guys have noticed and like have had that emotional attachment to that character and and there was another one as well um was there a guy that got what was it there was another story where like oh he missed out on you know he, he got banned for some reason or something like that i can't remember what it was but he basically said you know Jeff started talking back to him, and then one of his only stipulations was: Oh, no, was the was it the the Diablo? Key? No, I, there was, I can't remember the story. But there was something where the guy uh-huh. was upset that he didn't get the um, the Widowmaker noir skin, and that's uh, that that was his one stipulation for like w- once Jeff had spoken to him and tried to rectify the situation. He's like, "That's all I want." So Jeff was like, "Yep, cool. You should be out next time you log into the game. You should have it there." and then they gave him a bunch of other stuff as well. Like, it's... Yeah. It just... Oh. Overwatch is the gift that keeps on giving, and I love it. it makes me so happy. It's a good game. It is. It is indeed. All right, Karen, I think it's about time to round out this bad boy with some tasty, tasty questions. Sounds uh, good. Excellent. We've got a couple of really good ones this week. Uh, and first up... We've got one from Naomi. Naomi says to us, pick your top 10 games of all time. One, has to, one game has to go into the bin from that 10. Erased from your memory, which one gets the boot? Ooh. We actually had this question last week, uh, and we thought this is going to take a bit of time. So we thought we'd give it the proper time it deserves, Naomi, and we'll do it this
1: week. Um,
0: so do you have your list prepared, Kyron?
1: I do I I the number 10 spot is just it's giving me grief Joel it's just tearing me apart <laughs> have you ordered yours or is it just a no 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 no, no, order? no particular cool. order awesome. just like the 10th yeah. game that I want to include I'm like torn on one title I think I think I've settled on it now yeah it makes my my choice much harder
0: awesome alright cool so alright uh, well I've got my list here so do you want to go first or do you want
1: uh, look you go for your 10th first
0: Okay. All right. So, again, in no particular order. Um, so, my 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 top ten. This is the And there's probably things I've I've missed. And there's many things that I like. There's about three or four that I omitted from the list to get it down to ten. Is this um, your
1: canonical top ten? This of is all time? This,
0: this is can no not quite canon. This could it's be not canon. Okay. No. Well, it is, but it, it, it fluctuates. But at at time of writing,
1: Joel, it's either canon or it's not canon
0: it's canon in this time period right now, um, (laughs) in this present time in, in, in not the darkest timeline, not Um, the darkest timeline, not the darkest. No, that's where all of them are. Mass Effect Andromeda. Um, (laughs) anyway, Mass Effect two was a game I kicked off my list, by the way. Um,
1: it was nearly on my list as well. Yeah. It it was one I
0: was like, Oh yeah, now I'll take it off. Um, but, speaking of 2s, the first one I've got on my list is Borderlands 2. I've spoken about this game many times before. You probably know about Borderlands by now. I, I love the series, and I think 2 is fantastic. Uh, and it also has one of the best pieces of DLC that I have played to this date. So, uh, I'm not going to go into any more details about it. It's it's Borderlands 2. I love it so much. Um, and I can't wait for 3. Don't fuck it up, Pitchford. Um... Next is Smash Brothers, and I haven't specified one in particular, so oh, I've just Joel. I've just said Smash Brothers because I, there are three that I've played probably an equal amount. So the first one I I didn't play a whole lot of, but from Melee onwards, I've played probably like equal amounts. I would say close to anyway, um, but I I chose th- that. Not so much for the game because the game is very good, obviously, but mainly for the memories that I have with that game. Uh, a lot of my favorite gaming moments and stories that I've had with friends have been from that game, uh, and yeah, like I'll I will never forget some of those stories. And I think that's why I couldn't really narrow it down because like it, it's just that franchise in general, so or that that series. Um, yeah, brings me joy, so I've cheated a little bit there, but if I had to pick, I would probably say Wii U, just because that's the one I was most competent at, I would say, (laughs) than the other two, um, but then again, like, there are, there are numerous reasons why I like the others as well, so there's Smash Brothers, is, uh, the number two there, uh, my next one is Metal Gear Solid 3, Snake Eater, Again, I've spoken about this many, many times. It was the first game that made me actually feel something and feel emotion towards characters um, and was com- like that I was something that I was completely invested in. And again, I'll never forget that final boss fight with Boss. Um, it's one of my favourite slash heartbreaking moments in gaming and, and for that reason alone, apart from the fact that it's a very, very good game, um, yeah, that's made my list. Uh, the next up, I've got Red Dead Redemption. Uh, I, I think it's Rockstar's masterpiece at th- at this point. Until Red Dead Two comes out, hopefully. Um, like I love GTA Five. I, I I really enjoyed that, but there was something that was just uh, there was something to be enjoyed from how grounded Red Dead Redemption was. Um, because like literally G- because you, you couldn't swim. Well, yeah, exactly. Very well put. But yeah, like the the fact that like you know GTA is always like about the fantastical and being silly and poking fun and all that kind of stuff. Whether or not it does it well, that's a topic for another uh, conversation for another day. But um, I think Red Dead just it nailed the tone that they were going for with everything and the setting and exploring that world. I there were times where I'd play that game and just not even touch a or a, a quest at all. I'd just be out picking flowers or out trying to hunt animals to try and get my my outfits and and all that kind of stuff i just i loved being in that world so much and um the, the, I, I often think about um that moment when you're riding uh towards the end of the game and you you're about to i think you're about to head to the end of the game and that uh there's a song by Jose gonzalez that starts playing and it's just fucking amazing and it oh gets me every time and it's yeah, and it was also one of the games like uh, that. Well, my then girlfriend, now wife, like she used to say, I, I'd say, "Oh, do you want?" Like I'd be playing it for a while, and I'd be like, "Do you want to play something together or watch the TV, or watch a movie or something?" And she'd be like, "No, I just I I love watching this game. It's so nice to watch and watch you play it." So it's yeah, it has a, a special moment to me personally, but also the fact that it's a very good game. So uh, next up, we've got Yoshi's Island. It was the first video game that I ever finished, um, and I, it's, that game still holds up, and I can attest to that, because I've been playing it this week, and it's very good, um, it's, yeah, apart, like, minor grabs aside, like, baby Mario's crying and the beeping sound effect aside, um, the gameplay mechanics are solid, the story, but, like, the, the setting and the, the, the art style is gorgeous, it's got some great music in it. Um, the little mini-games are really fun. Uh, the boss fights are really different. Um, and I really enjoy just exploring that world. Uh, and, yeah, again, because it was the first game I ever finished. And I remember... I'll never forget when I finished it. It was before school. I was about. I, I woke up early and I decided to play some... So I was right at the end. I'd been trying to tackle uh, Baby Bowser for a while. And... Um, I thought I'll give it a couple of goes, and I managed to finish it before school, and I felt like I was on top of the world for the rest of the day. Um, So, yeah, that's a a special place in my heart for that one. Uh, Next up is another classic game, which is Perfect Dark. Um, Now, a lot of people would probably put uh, Goldeneye on there. Uh, I loved Goldeneye, I loved playing Goldeneye with friends. Um, But I don't know, there's something about Perfect Dark. I loved... The setting, the sort of like borderline cyberpunk-y kind of vibe it had. Um, And it was also the fact that, this is going to sound really depressing and really sad, but the fact that I could play against bots by myself in multiplayer maps uh, was another big winner for me. Um, I know that sounds really sad, but (laughs) uh, it was the first game I could do that in really... Because um, I think that was before I started playing like Unreal Tournament and things like that, where you could do that. Um, but I would play for hours on end, just like playing at home. I could, I could play endless games and 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 not have to worry about having friends come over or or go and see friends or having friends at all. Um, but yeah, no, it was it, it, it on top of that as well. It was a really really great game, and you can be shiggy in multiplayer. Can be yes awesome You'd be You I just love that um uh, next up for me is Need Speed Most Wanted now the original Most Wanted that was on the uh, PlayStation 2 Xbox and it was on the GameCube I know that because I played it on the GameCube
1: if, if it was on a GameCube, GameCube it was, it was definitely PS2 and PS- Xbox yeah so I thought I was trying to
0: figure out yeah um the, yeah I played the GameCube version of it um I play that game so much uh it had really great car chases, it had great cars, it had great gameplay, the setting was fun, the really, really bad, cheesy FMV-style cutscenes, I kind of have a soft spot for, um, and yeah, I just, I played that game a lot, and I really enjoyed it, and great soundtrack as well, really great soundtrack, Beast in the Harlot by Avenged Sevenfold, fucking yes, give me that shit, um, and next up is Persona 4 Golden. Now, I went for Golden because you never forget your first. Uh, I, I love 5. I love 5 a lot. But 4, I just... It was the game that turned me around on JRPGs, really. So, it it's... I guess that, that proves its worth there. Um, and I'm not going to go into any more details about it because you know my feelings about Persona 4 Golden. So... Um, that's another spot on the list. Uh, next up, I've got Overwatch. Uh, for similar reasons to Smash Brothers, because the other game that I've had the most like stories about, like you know, fun stories with friends, is 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 Overwatch. Like we've had some great times. Most of them have been documented. On, in fact, pretty much all of them have been documented on this show. So, um, if you want to hear some of those, go and listen to old episodes. Uh, and the last game on my list is, funnily enough, I didn't play in this, but The Last of Us. Um, I had Uncharted 4 on this list as well, as well as The Last of Us, and I thought, I'm going to have to pick one. And I think the reason why I liked Uncharted 4 so much is because it was, it was the end of that series. Had I not played any of the other games, I don't think I would have had as much of an emotional attachment to it as I did. And that's a good thing, for me but uh, as a standalone experience the last of us is phenomenal it has some fantastic story beats in it the gameplay is really really good and terrifying and and solid um i'm usually really bad at stealth games that actually was the game one of the games that made me better at it um and yeah it's the main character was named joel so i mean why
1: wouldn't I pick that from one of my favorites um but yeah that's my list okay but so that's a good list that's a very good list Joel don't get me wrong like but you think. the the important part is do you want to do you want to throw one of your games in the bin first or should I list my 10 and then we we do a painful task t- together
0: um all right, I think we should do the painful task together we'll just you know all right. prolong the inevitable will-
1: slightly <laughs> just drag it out it's yeah. Oh, yeah keep them waiting alright I'll go through my 10 then excellent uh, a lot a lot of older games on my list because I that's, that's me I love these old games oh yeah alright so again in, in no particular order but honestly there's an argument for they, they came onto this list as they popped into my head but we'll see yep we of course have Super Metroid the perfect video game of course uh Unquestionably, the perfect video game. Yep. Uh, Legend of Zelda, the Ocarina of Time. Fantastic. For for being the Zelda that made me go, holy shit, 3D works somehow. This is great. (laughs) Adding Z-targeting and eight temples and crossing time and all sorts of amazing stuff. Great boss battles. Yep. Incredible soundtrack. Speaking of incredible soundtracks, Final Fantasy VII is on my list because it is... The JRPG that got me into JRPGs. Uh, That cast of characters, I will never forget. That ridiculously long storyline, I still don't know how Square Enix is going to adapt that into a modern game without (laughs) cutting stuff and doing it justice, because that's going to cost them so much money. Oh, yeah. They're welcome to try. Uh, Silent Hill 2 is next up for being... Uh, again, much like, that, like 7 was my first P G. Silent Hill 2 was my first survival horror I really cared about. It was also the first game to be like... It was scary, but the way that world just sort of like has more layers the deeper you look into it that just makes you feel more uncomfortable. The full story of James Sunderland and the reason the monsters look the way they do to him and the purpose of Pyramid Head, that game... Will never not be interesting to me. Awesome. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. Nice. The P- the PS1 Metal Gear Solid. For being the first cinematic game to really blow me away, my introduction to Hideo Kojima, uh, David Hayter as Solid Snake, Liquid Snake was there. Just those two. Uh, oh, man. I love them. Yeah, for sure. That That face-off is great. Oh, and yeah. Just all the, all the crazy stuff, like Psycho Mantis changing controller ports, needing to look on the back of the case for Merrill's goddamn codec number. It's weird, essentially screwing you shit. if yeah. you rented it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, just crazy.
0: In this time before the internet as well.
1: Exactly. Uh, Super Mario 64. Nice. But, I mean, it's Mario 64. I don't think I really need to say much more besides mm. it's just incredible. Oh, for sure. Uh Super Smash Brothers Melee. Right. Because it it was Melee. I played a bit of Smash 64, and I played a lot of Brawl and Wii U. Yep. But I'll always love Melee. In fact, one of the reasons I love Smash Wii U is because it went back to being a bit more like Melee without, you know, going too crazy. But Brawl was too slow.
0: Yeah, Brawl was too slow. It was a good balance.
1: Yeah. Like, Brawl was slow and floaty, and Wii U was a bit faster, and, like, combat mattered a bit more like whereas brawl the best way to win was to be defensive but uh melee is always going to be the king for me uh i i cheated in the end i couldn't pick my if i wanted to do two games for one franchise or not i decided to do it yep because metroid prime is on here
0: ah uh, yes no i i think they're
1: they're they're different they're enough they're different enough yeah for sure like super metroid Basically was incredible, but then the Metroid franchise went dormant and then Metroid Prime bought it back in first person, which shouldn't have worked, but no. it did. Yeah. Like getting like being in in Samus's head, being Samus behind the visor, beam cannon, incredible environments to explore, great boss battles, scanning every little thing for like every additional bit of lore you could get. Yep. And of course, a killer soundtrack. Most of my top 10 like, is just all, not just the game and the story, but also just 10 of the best soundtracks in video games as well. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Uh, ooh, Persona 4. Persona 4 tore me apart because much like you were talking about Persona 5, it's hard to pick between Persona 3 and 4 sometimes because I really like Persona 3, Yep. but Persona 4, and obviously, I mean, Golden is the assumed version because it's the... It's like the complete version. Persona Four Golden is really good. It's like so as much as like I love Persona Three, it's hard to deny that Four's cast is amazing. The soundtrack is great. It's so colorful. Inaba's a great location. Oh yeah, and combat was better in Four. Granted, they fixed it in the portable version of Three, but there's a lot of stuff that limits and holds back Persona Three original compared to what it what Persona Four brought to the table.
0: Get. Atlas and... on the horn and
1: get him to put <laughs> fucking Persona Three on PlayStation Four so I can play it properly, please. It's it's Just really it. good. It's really good today. Oh, I'm not sure if it was today or yesterday. Is it is like if you follow that Persona Day in history? I need was to follow it a Really that depressing again. one. It oh. sucked. It was a it was a painful reminder from Persona Three. Oh no. Uh, and then I think this. Yeah, ten is Dark Souls. From From Software, of course, for being the game that kicked my ass up and down my my house until I finally realized that I could beat on and Smo, and I beat and Smo, and then the game wasn't easier after that, but I felt like nothing could stop me, and I beat it, and I got the platinum, and it will always be my favorite From Software game.
0: Karen, I have a glaring omission from my list, and I'm really fucking mad about it now. It was
1: it was going to be Bloodborne, wasn't it? Yep, hundred percent. Bloodborne was what got knocked from mine for Metroid Prime. Ah, right. Oh, and it was man. only knocked, and I feel I feel bad for doing this, but it was knocked because, honestly, if it had been on this list, it would have been the one I killed, like, instantly. I, and I didn't want it to be that easy. I wanted it to be harder than that, so I took it off and put Prime on there instead.
0: There's one game I could kick to put Bloodborne on there, but then it's going to make my killing a lot harder. <laughs> so, I don't know. Oh, hang on. Live... Changing stuff like
1: you—you you said it wasn't—it wasn't like it was—it was sort of canon, but you can still alter that.
0: Oh, fuck it! Let's make this interesting. Um, so Need N- for Speed Most Wanted is getting bumped. Oh, this was also yep. the game I was going to kill. Oh, <laughs> that's this is where things get interesting. I'm gonna put blood. See blood now on we that have now. very
1: hard choices to make.
0: Yeah, it is card. So yeah, Bloodborne. Um for kind of the similar reasons that you said about Dark Souls. It was my first from software game that I had played really. I played a little bit of Demon Souls, but and I kind of got it, but I was still in that stage where I was like I don't feel like I am I didn't pay for it cuz it was a free plus game as well. So I'd paid for Bloodborne and I was like what if I'm not good at this? But then I made myself good at it and it made me Respect myself more as a person who plays video games. Um, and made me realize that, no, fuck it. I can kick things up in the heart if I feel like I'm doing all right. Or I can tackle this challenge or give it a go. Uh, I'm not a dumb person. I am. But I'm not entirely dumb. So that's, yeah. And I, one of my most accomplished moments in video games was playing Just and beating Pop it- one.
1: We've got to get you for our DLC, I know, man. I know. You, oh. you will love the DLC. Oh, I'm so ready
0: for it, actually. Um, Christmas. Christmas time. Um, okay. Here we go. Here's the hard part, Karen. One game gets to... oh, erased man. from our memory completely.
1: <sighs> mm. It's tough. Uh Okay, I'm gonna I, I look at these ten games and I try I try to think, like, out of these ten, which one would I miss the least? And obviously it's a hard choice. Oh for sure, yeah. I'd probably get rid of Oh It's honestly it's down to Simon Hill two or Dark Souls. Oh that's hard. It's a really bad Sophie's choice. Oh. I think I've got mine. You think i got yours? Yep.
0: I'm sorry, Joe, in the dark. It's perfectly dark. I
1: May may you never be forgotten.
0: Mm, except for me now, because I have to forget it forever.
1: You have, to, you have um, to forget
0: it forever. Yeah. But then also, that that's kind of a good thing, because maybe I would have actually gone and made friends to play a video game. <laughs> to too. play Goldeneye. Yeah, exactly. So I have Goldeneye still, but... Yeah, no, Perfect Dark. I think is it is one of my favorite games, but it's down the list a little bit.
1: Now you forget. Now you don't remember it. It's gone. What's that?
0: <laughs> Dragon's Dogma. Um, that, that was a personal joke there. Sorry, Brendan. It was. Um. <laughs> all right. Have you come to a to a uh, final deliberation, Karen?
1: It hurts, but like out of those two i would just have to get rid of dark souls oh and it's it comes down to the fact that i played a lot of silent hill 2 with a friend and those memories are pretty incredible and as good as dark souls was i did play a lot of it solo and granted it made me i i felt more capable with tough games yep but i would happily trade that in but it's like for keeping the memories that come with silent hill 2 as well that's that's a good choice. I mean, it's a bad choice. But I'm sorry, it's, Dark Souls. The best I, of, I wish I bad could remember choices. you. Mm. Uh, What's up? I guess I'll just play Dragon's Dogma instead because it's <laughs> basically Dark Souls Light. <laughs> uh, We. Oh, I should
0: buy that game. I really should play that game. That doesn't it's exist.
1: 30 bucks, man, but like, it's coming at a bad
0: time. It's coming at a bad time, and it also doesn't exist. No, so it doesn't exist. It's a giant problem.
1: You know what? For the joke, I wish I'd put it on my list and then taken it off.
0: <laughs> oh, fuck. We can edit it back in. It's fine. We'll, we'll go do back. Do it in
1: post. I'll do it in post. Oh, shit. You that... know why that's especially funny, Joel? Why? Because the next question. <laughs> the
0: next question. Yes. Yeah, so Naomi, thank you very much for your question. That was... It was a good question. Very... Thank you
1: for making me forget Dark Souls. I'm sad now. Yeah,
0: it's very torturous and, uh yeah, good times. Um, but, yes... Hilariously funny because our next question is from the man himself, number one Dragon's Dogma fan, Brendan. <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> Brendan, <laughs> Brendan asks us, "Oh goodness me, uh, Brendan asks us. I really enjoyed how much hype the Overwatch World Cup picked up, and was even on Australian TV. Are there any are there games you, you would love to see competitively framed like this for hypothetical public broadcast?" Quake World Tuesdays, Nidhogg at nine, Worms World Federation. Um, I
1: want Nidhog at nine.
0: <laughs> I'm pretty sure Worms. There, there's a game called Worms Worms World Federation.
1: I feel like there's there a, probably is. There's a, there's a, there's a Worms World Federation
0: game, but but yeah, Nidhog at nine. I'd be down for that. I like
1: especially because it's Nidhogg at nine. It doesn't specify a.m. or p.m. So I assume it happens twice a day. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm all about that. I oh, I'm watching Nidhogg at nine twice a day. I fucking up, uh, man.
0: Because all jokes aside, watching people play Nidhogg is just as exciting as playing Nidhogg. Oh, it's so intense. Yes, tense. yes. Um, it's so exciting I, to I watch. I haven't
1: picked up Nidhog two. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, we're going to be seeing each but, other this
0: weekend. One of us should do that.
1: I should pick it up. I should screw it. Up. I guess I'll buy it.
0: <laughs> I, I, I could do it as well. I mean.
1: Yeah. You'll be up here, though. Like, on the you know what? We'll figure it out later. We'll figure it out. That's, that's, that's like, outside of podcast talk. <laughs> okay, we'll do it live. Um, yeah, i yeah. it live. No. Oh. <laughs> um, uh,
0: well, look, I, for me, it's like... I, Overwatch is one thing that I do like to watch. So I would like to watch more of that, like, just in general. So, um, but... I don't know. Outside of that...
1: I mean... A lot of things I would choose already get pretty popular, like live streams. I don't know how they go on on like TV, but I know like in America, I'm not sure if it's. I think it's ESPN. I don't know if that's yeah, the exact network that does it. I think
0: it's it. ESPN that does them. Yeah,
1: yeah, they show Evo sometimes. Yeah, yep.
0: I'm pretty sure it's. Oh, they have
1: they have shown like bits of Evo. I would love to see not necessarily Evo, but like man, competitive Smash is. It's crazy. Especially yeah. like high end, like not necessarily melee, because I know there are plenty of complaints about melee, basically being a game of picking Marth, Fox, Falco, or Sheikh right. and Peach, and I get it because that's what it is. But even Smash Wii U has some pretty pretty crazy plays. Yeah. Uh, and also let's just get let's just get speedrunning on T V. Uh, you could frame it competitively if you want, have races. I just want speedrunning to be a thing that more people watch.
0: Yeah, I yeah, that's a that's a good point. And I think it's probably not too far away cuz like the games done quick guys keep getting that those like events keep getting bigger and bigger oh, every yeah. every 6 months, not even every year, like every time they do a new one, it's it gets massive. Like um that's yeah, it's probably the the the, the what I would say as well like speedrunning would be interesting. And also also, uh, Smash Brothers, because I understand it. I think that's the important yeah, thing. That's, like, you know, it, it's a that's it's a game Overwatch I understand. Is good. Yeah, because we know it. Like, we know it. We know the basics, and like some of the intermediate, advanced stuff as well. So we can sort of understand and get our minds blown by these people who are far too good at that game. Um,
1: yeah, like it's the understanding thing that basically makes me not be super engaged when there's like LOL tournaments and stuff because i don't understand it yeah uh, i'm just kind of like i just tune out i just i just tune out like i kind of get mobas but i also don't
0: um <laughs> that's that's the long and short of it there i'm trying to think of anything else is it, uh... i'd like to see okay i'd like to see like a, a half hour like variety or oh, an hour long variety show of like jackbox games but with celebrities so there's like a host, right? Hear me out. Yeah. You have like a one person's hosting, it could be like someone that's well known, and every week it's like a talk show, but they play jackbox games, and then they in between games they do like a couple of like, you know, the the you know, the typical interviewee questions. So it's like a variety show, but they play jackbox games. Or like party games in general, I guess. And that way I I, I you know it's it'd kind of be like the next step for like what like uh conan's clueless gamer which i think is bringing a uh, tv
1: series as well bring in mario party and those friendships
0: yeah yeah they have like that that's the season finale each year they do a they do a new like mario series party. finale series finale that's it yeah um yeah i'd like to see something like that which actually by That'd the way fun. did you see that the
1: the trailer for jackbox party pack 4 came out too I did, and there's a couple of games in particular that sound amazing. Yes, they do. Um we'll talk about that I later. I like I was gonna say I like Survive the Internet. And, Survive the Internet looks awesome. And there's a one where you basically argue about dumb things, I forget the name of that one.
0: Yeah, it kinda had like a bit of a super fight vibe to it.
1: Yeah, that yeah. one sounds good as well.
0: They, they they man, those guys just keep going from strength to strength of those
1: games. So And you know what, Joel? What? comes out on switch before pax fuck does it really yep oh yeah boy it comes out on ps4 and steam and all that as well but switch is really convenient for pax fucking oath it is especially because there's wi-fi everywhere fucking oh damn done i mean it, it's not it's not great wi-fi but you could always just tether your phone
0: I. it works it, if, if we can connect to the internet it's fine it'll be fine Um, I mean um, they'll have it there as well because they're they're always there oh surely those guys they had it in
1: the uh, the
0: area outside the main theatre Yeah,
1: yeah just down from um, I forget my name of Stan but yeah they generally have a have a constant Jackbox set up running
0: and they're there too because they do the um, the Jackbox panel with like uh, Mike (sighs) and Jerry and and all those guys and, and, and other people as well Paul was there last year Paul and Chris that was awesome um, yeah, I'm, but yeah I'm keen to get to PAX please <laughs> But yeah me too I, I, I would like to see that That yeah Like that kind of thing But with you know Celebrities Because the that, good thing about it Is, is anyone could watch that And find it funny um, Yeah and, or, or like understand How the games work Because they're That's what they're designed for They're designed for people Who maybe don't normally play games As well as people who do um, Which is why they're great party games So It'd be cool to see that And showcase them on TV I, know I like it's a it. A bit of a different answer, but that's probably the best I could come up with. <laughs> I like it. Good times, good times. Well, thank you very much, Brendan, for your question. Uh,
1: Sorry for all the me and dragons dogma jokes. Yeah, no, it, I really hope you get that hardcover art book one day. One so day. many, so many inside jokes.
0: So many inside jokes. I really got to stop doing that. Um, it, it's, it makes me feel dirty. But yeah.
1: that's an episode, Joel. I How about it that? Is. I love it. Good we time. got there in the end. We did. We finally got to play Golf Story. Oh my
0: Karen, I just calmed down. Why did you do this to me? I'm excited again.
1: Because I just had two weeks of Metroid excitement, so That's true. Yeah. Screw it. Everything's good. Everything's everything's going good. We're on the cusp of a new Mario game. Like I get to play Stardew Valley
0: tomorrow. Stop. Oh god, Karen, stop it stop. Stop it. I'm so I'm so happy and excited you're playing that game. It's gonna make me so happy. Oh, man,
1: I, I'll come back next week with with nothing but good things to say. I'm sure.
0: I'm just gonna like message you each day and just be like, "How's it going? <laughs> what did you do?" to you Anybody get a response.
1: Be going, but with me going, my farm is on fire. I'm so bad at this now.
0: Uh, that'd be impressive. I'd actually be impressed if you did that. Because <laughs> even if a dumb idiot like me can't, so yeah, he's farm on fire. So. Dying in the mines, i understand, but. Setting
1: your farm on fire was impressive. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's an episode. We'll once again want to thank you for reaching this point because it means you listened to the episode and we, we like that. We like talking about video games, specifically, I guess, Golf Story this week, but who knows, it changes week to week. Yes. Uh, if you want to keep up with us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook if you just search for Dialogue Options. You can follow us on Twitter at Dialogue Options. You can shoot us an email over to dialogueoptions at gmail.com if you want to ask us questions or tell us to play games or anything. Uh, as for our personal accounts, you can find me on Twitter at LemonManX, where I'm mostly... I don't even know what I've been tweeting about. I think I, I'm past the Metroid phase. I think I'm just... I'm in a lull at the moment. i just You've like calmed chilling. Down from I'm the getting, Metroid? Getting, getting excited for packs now. There's a lot of cool stuff coming up about it. I think we might be getting panels soon, That the... the PAX account, like tears, So Ooh. that's key. I'm keen for that. Actually, speaking of panels, we should probably mention
0: that. Um, we should. So we don't mention this enough that we are a part of the Australasian gaming podcast network or the AGPN. If you search for hashtag AGPN on the socials, you'll find some amazing, amazingly talented people that are also making really, really awesome podcasts and content out there. They've helped absolutely us a lot. Um, and we've made some really great friends. And we're. I'm very excited to catch up with everyone at PAX because it seems like a lot of people oh, are going to be there. That's, that's one of the reasons I'm really keen for PAX to get here already. Yeah. Just get here. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but at PAX, there is going to be... I only noticed because this is what I've been tweeting about as well. Uh, there is going to be an AGPM panel. It's called Party Mode. Uh, it's going to feature some of the, uh, the podcasts from... The various podcasts from the network, uh, including our very good friends over at OK Games, are going to be there as well. Um, And the guys from 8-Bit and the Hungry Gamers and Reset, uh, those are all ones that I like to listen to off that list, off the top of my head. Um, So really, really cool stuff. They're going to be playing a whole bunch of games on stage. It's going to be like some sort of tournament, uh, from
1: what I can gather. Um, Yep. If you're curious, it'll be 4.30pm it'll be till 5.30pm in the Wombat Theatre.
0: On the Saturday. On the I'm Saturday, sure, yeah. 28th. They describe it as a video game panel jam-packed, jam-packed full of laughs, suspense, tears, and maybe a little blood. So, I mean, look forward to that. That's,
1: oh, boy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, like the first two rows get like splash vests for like, you know. Oh, cool. Like, yeah, That's good. cool. They get That's going to be ponchos, handy. Those little ponchos. Um, but yeah. We love those guys for helping us out. They've been a great resource of just lovely people in general. So it's just met so many cool people through them. Which hell is yeah, great. we have, and like we love being a part of it, and it's really, really special to us. So if you should go and check out that panel, and also check out that hashtag, and check out all those amazing other podcasts, and tell them we sent you, so we get a little bit of love as well. <laughs>
1: we we will definitely be sitting in on that panel for sure. Hell yeah. Absolutely. I'm not missing that panel. wouldn't miss it. God, wouldn't no. wouldn't miss it. God, no. But um, you might even see As our, you said, like...
0: We're going to pop up somewhere, but we'll see.
1: May- maybe. I mean, y- y- you will, but... <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, Claren. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, so as you were saying, that's what you've been tweeting about. Where can they find you tweeting about that, Joel? You can find me at JoelieMac. Uh Yeah. Well, I also tweeted at
0: Sidebar Games and told them that Golf Story was my indie game of the year 2017
1: so no. side by games reveal yourselves yes, please, please.
0: <laughs> I need to know who you
1: are <laughs> the mystery it, the mystery it, we
0: find out it was it was Kojima all along oh my god
1: I'd be I wouldn't be mad though
0: I'd actually explode I'd actually Kojima was explode. in the
1: country earlier this year so yes, and that's when it. Oh, Kyren
0: we're onto the conspiracy <laughs> let's see oh, no. how far this rubber hole goes
1: no we're not we're not doing it not now not now Joel
0: sidebars like, kind of like Moby Dick
1: Studio. anyway instead of going down Joel's rabbit hole I'm going to let our wonderful <laughs> theme song by Azure Flux strike witches get bitches take us out and maybe we'll we'll dive down that deep deep hole next week <laughs> until then we'll catch you later <laughs> see ya
0: Oh boy. All right. That was genuine laughter at the end. That was (laughs) genuine laughter.